This episode of Lightning Strikes Thrice is brought to you by our incredible patrons, patrons like Letty and Joe Tato Chips. If you want to help us keep making the show like they do, you can visit pitchdrop.cash and contribute as little as a buck a month. We really appreciate it. You are listening to Lightning Strikes Thrice, the JRPG Games Club podcast that will evolve into furries. This is season <laughs> nine, episode nine, covering side quests, Occupied Balam, and the Trabia Garden reveal in Final Fantasy VIII for the PS1. I am your host, Matt Marcus, and my pronouns are he, him. And with me today is... Sybil Arnett, she, her. Ryan Beatty, they, them. Okay, I, I had to, like pick like flip a coin between is the joke going to be about moombas or is the joke going to be about amnesia and terrible <laughs> plot twists it was like really like a tough choice word uh i just i you know uh, at um that we are recording on sunday january 15th 2023 i just want to wish a very happy birthday to wikipedia thank you <laughs> the show would not exist without it it's true <laughs> I've done at least one season without ever booting the game, thanks to Wikipedia. See if you can tell which. <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> we'll oh, I know which back. one it is. <laughs> All right, what happened last time? Well, last time we crashed our school slash airship Balam Garden onto Fisherman's Horizon, a hippie commune made up of peacenik engineering expats from Esthar. You thought I was going to trip up on that sentence when you wrote it, didn't you? <laughs> Unfortunately, a group of Galbadian soldiers who don't respect the NAP barge in looking <laughs> for a loan. They are defeated, and it turns out the missile base team survived by hiding in a tank. Also, we no longer have any cameras around. <laughs> Meanwhile, mm -hmm. Sid decides he doesn't really want to be in charge anymore and decides, Squall, this is your problem now. You get to lead the garden and go defeat a sorceress. But to cheer him up, Selfie and the team throw a garden festival concert for him. Renoa tries to get him to express literally any emotion, but she fails at this and runs off upset because it turns out Squall thinks that new metal is actually the only way men are allowed to express emotions. <laughs> God, I love I love Squall so much because of the inner monologue. We just know yeah. how much of a tender-hearted boy he is, and yet he's so fuck you, I won't do what you tell me about everything. <laughs> no, he's not even rage against the machine new metal. He is straight up <laughs> in his head all the time. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I, I just realized, like, right now that Sid just literally went, kill my wife, please. <laughs> <laughs> this is like this. The all of Final Fantasy eight shows that even if you make Gendo a big old softy, he still sucks. <laughs> so just as a uh, side before we get into actual bit, are either of you familiar with the absolute shade? the unlock passwords in Theatrhythm Curtain Call have? Uh, no. no. 
Okay, so there's three tiers of cards you can get for every character, monster, etc. in that game, and they include a lot of series regulars, but playable characters, major bosses, etc. So there are two passwords for each. Uh, I had to look one up because a buddy of mine did not believe that Bart's from FF5 had Harem Party as an unlock, but it is. And FF8s are pretty brutal that way. I'll find them and get you a few by the end of the show, because all of them are just throwing shade. Uh, Jets are something like, what a dad. I hate you, dad. (laughs) Oh, boy. Daddy issues. Sid Sid from FF8 is in there. Mm. Mm. Boy, I, I, I... It would be hilarious if you unintentionally spoil something for yourself that way. I might have. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Might have. Or you probably just won't have the context for it yet. And then all of a sudden you'll be like, oh, that's what they meant. Yeah, yeah. So, um, by the way, extremely good recap uh, (laughs) language this episode, Matt. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) You're welcome. So uh, we now have full control of the garden and can use it like a uh, a combined sea and land hovercraft. So we can traverse most of the planet, any continent that has a beach somewhere, uh, mm-hmm. basically. So we have a bunch of new side quests that are open to us. We are going to cover a few of the major ones. The first is the Shumi village. Uh, so last we met a Shumi, it was Norg, the uh, money-grubbing weird frog blob at the bottom of our garden. Uh, if you head towards the top of the world map, however, the like the Arctic Circle, the northernmost point, there is a very snowy continent where you can find Shumi village. From the outside, it looks like a biodome, but with spider legs. Mm-hmm. When you enter, though, there's a high-tech elevator that takes you hundreds of feet into the earth, uh, inside which is a very verdant town. There's also um, an Ultima draw point that you can uh, draw from for, like, 5,000 gil a pop. Uh, it takes a while to wait, but, like, it is... I'm just made of money at this point mm-hmm. because I've been wandering around and just getting regular influxes of cash. And it's so it's so great to just to just be able to draw this spell this early and be able to junction it to someone uh, and get 255 of a stat. It's great. Yeah, I, I mentioned it later, but... Uh, oh, sorry. Like, this re- this refills faster than you think that it mm-hmm. does. Like, mm-hmm. ju- just throughout doing this quest, you can probably draw from it four or five times, maybe six. And, like, if you're drawing, you know, with a decent magic stat, you can end up with, like, I don't know, 30 or 40 by yep. the end of this, which is not quite enough to be better than probably what you've already refined. But if you keep at it or if you just keep going back, like I, I think I ended disc two with 100 Ultimas and I wasn't even trying that hard. Yeah. I mean, there's a Chocobo Forest right there. So like, you know, do the Chocobo yeah. Forest, come back, do a second Chocobo mm-hmm. Forest, come back. All of or a sudden you can you've not got because it's Chocobo Forest. Uh, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fair. <laughs> uh, boy. My version extremely, has a little pocket station game. Extremely pointless side quest that I still had a decent amount of fun doing. Yeah. The the one thing that's also funny about the town is that just the tone of every character there is just... It's, they're very funny to me. Mm-hmm. Like, And they're like very sarcastic. Like One of the first Shumi you run into, I forget, the, they all have like names that are basically their job 
But uh, this one dude's like, hey, do you think we just had fun just burrowing hundreds of feet into the rock to like build a town down here? And, he, uh-huh. and you're like, uh, I don't know. He's like, actually, yeah, we had a lot of fun. It was great. <laughs> yeah, don't give digging way shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, the regular Shumi uh, are halfling size and tend to be a bit silly in demeanor. There is one house that is being guarded by a Moomba. This is the elder's house. Yeah. Also, not only are they halfling size, but like some of the houses look kind of like Shire houses. Uh, there, there, there yeah. is like some some mystical Lord of the Rings shit going on here. Yeah, and it's just very funny that it's like completely it's like springtime forever down here in the middle of a snowy continent. Hell yeah! Because they have literally like a biodome. Mm-hmm. I was really worried that sentence was not going to forever when you started it. Oh, <laughs> springtime four. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Uh, God, <laughs> just imagining the producer's version in Final Fantasy VIII be really something. Uh, it's Balam Garden. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I could see where you where you're coming from there. Mm-hmm. But anyway, in the back of town is a workshop in which a few Shumi are building a statue of Laguna. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, it. Turns out that he ended up in Shumi Village before he ended up in Windhill, and they don't explain that super well. So, because like the, in, in the the times don't quite add up. If you think, oh wait, Rain said she like nursed him for like six months, but then he also spent six months in Shumi Village because he was really broken. Not th- don't think about it too hard. At, at some point, he hung out there, and the thing that is absolutely wild is just like they they loved him. They just loved this guy. And in fact, he actually taught the Moombas how to speak, <laughs> which is why they speak at all. And partially also why they say Laguna. At least that's why they know the name Laguna. It's wild. Mm. But why, do, why are we mentioning Moombas? Why are Moombas here? Well, it turns out that Shumi can evolve to be Moombas. Yeah. It's so bizarre. I have a lot of questions. Sure. Maybe uh-huh. I have answers. Okay. First off, are we ever going to get a full timeline of what the hell Laguna is doing? Or is it just yes. intuit? Yes. Okay. Got it. Because I've had suspicions that some of his stuff is out of order, etc. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. And, you know... Yeah, they're doing some things with time. Obviously, there's a lot of like, you know, repeated theming on the past and memory and all of that shit. Uh, some of that time stuff is is intentional for sure. Some of the stuff might be a little bit out of order, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're all in chronological order, actually. Also, I'm I'd pretty sure think I about did it. get spoiled on something involving him with these passwords. Just as mm. I pulled it up. <laughs> Uh, his two are my manly charm and I'm the prez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh boy. Uh, yeah, there's a few of these where I don't know. Here, there's just four offhand without doing the bosses. Uh, Squall, the aloof warrior and legendary seed. Cipher, the sorceress's like pet phrase. and fire cross. Hmm. And Renoa, lost in space and stronger than Squall. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um, legendary seed is quite a phrase, though. By the way. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh yeah. I yeah. thought it was just he's good at his job, but here we go. No, it turns out that he has magic. Come. 
Uh, <laughs> He's really good at certain jobs. Yeah. <laughs> ah, hand and blow. Got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. He just knows how to pull that trigger. Okay, what, yeah, what are your other questions here? Second question. So, the Guna's quest has brought him all around, but does this mean Moompas, who were presumably in some kind of contact with humans for... And we don't know how long Laguna was before the current day. He's the only one who ever taught them common. They just never yeah. learned before this one weirdo. Mm-hmm. The Moombas know. The, Sh- the thing that's weird is that the Shumi can speak, and then they turn into Moombas who can't speak. And the Shumi are constantly in contact with the Moombas because of that, and somehow nothing ever came of that. They just never bothered. I don't right. know. <laughs> like maybe well, they thought they were incapable of it. I, I, uh, mm-hmm. It's also there. There's there's some like suggestion that you know, Moombas just want to help. Moombas just want to help out, and you don't need to talk to help unless the helping needs talking. Yeah. Uh, and so maybe that was Laguna's. Uh, that was Laguna's contribution. Is you know they, he can turn Moombas into therapists now. Uh, <laughs> But well, I, I guess like sculptor, I think sculptor, what like his little rant on how much he loves Boombas and like how like noble creature, you know, the the nobility of the savage, basically, that is the yeah. Moomba. Uh, I mean, like, I think I think they may have been like a cultural reason. I like, oh, they're perfect as they are. They don't need speech. Right there. Yeah, there might be some Samsara shit going on here where like. Shumi really want to evolve into a creature that is just benevolent and does not need to speak in order to do stuff because it's just like you know they're 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 trying to to shed the shackles of language. None of that is actually in the text of the game. But that's just you know I'm no. got a wild hair here. You're gonna hate what I say next. Then okay. <laughs> Final question: Moombas are trying to assist you. Morally ambiguous. Didn't speak. Are they minions? <laughs> yeah i they're, mean they're the good version of minions right this, like they're this, the antithesis of the minion this this was the final fantasy 8 staff trying to make another moogle like trying yeah, to make another absolutely. cute mascot so yeah they are minion adjacent absolutely they're 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 just not they're just not like grew minions you know yeah well it's just funny that like Somehow the Galbadian army kidnapped a bunch of them and pressed them into service. Yeah. That's the weird thing, right? Because we don't see them around. You know, we don't mm-hmm. see Sh- Shumi are like specifically very cloistered. Like they don't go outside of their village, or at least they very rarely do. Like it's one of the reasons why Norg is kind of uh, unique mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and a black sheep because he kind of got, he kind of, I don't know if he got kicked out, but he definitely left. Do we know if the Mumbas have ever served a sorceress? Not that I intentionally know, know of. No. Yeah. Okay. No. I mean, now so that they, the Galbadian army has conscripted them, it's like they there's got to be some Moombas working for Idea. But uh, well, okay. Uh, there. I guess this is a spoiler for a couple episodes from now. But you do see a Moomba in a flashback who is also pressed into service for a sorceress, but it is not mm-hmm. Idea. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. So yes, the minions come. They it works. The minions have served Hitler in this timeline. <laughs> if you don't know what Not that's about, go look up the history of the minions. Yeah. It's wild. It's so <sighs> funny. <sighs> but anyway, 
Uh, when you talk to the Shumi who is working on the statue, whose name is Sculptor, he tells you to go to the elder's house. Uh, yeah, just like talk to the Moogle. He'll move out of the way. And you go back over there and there is a much taller version of a Shumi who is there, whose name is Elder. And uh, it, it turns out uh, Elder is also a type of Shumi you can evolve into. Like a regular Shumi <laughs> evolves into an Elder <laughs> who then is like, I guess I have been anointed the leader of this uh, commune. So this is my job now. It's 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 like a bug. It's like a it's like a bee queen. You know, it's like a bug. Yeah. queen. Yeah. It's yeah. You can either become like, you know, the, the, the gap between becoming an elder and becoming a Moomba is so wide and in the opposite direction of each other. It's hilarious. Yeah, they really everyone wants to evolve into a Moomba. No one wants to evolve into an elder and. That's very funny to me. Um, sorry, I do have to go back to Moombas for a second to highlight the beauty and glory that is the modern state of Google, which, of course, is trash. Uh, uh -huh. And just the way that interpretive language works with machine learning, because you can get a Moomba summon, which is, you know, known any any summons that like have weird special conditions that where they're not explicitly guardian forces. Sometimes people mm -hmm. call a pseudo GF. And so oh, how no. you get a Moomba GF turns into because of Google Translate or because of Google's interpretation. People also ask, how do you get a Moomba girlfriend in Final Fantasy eight is one of the <laughs> suggested questions on Google uh... if you say Moomba FF eight. Okay, okay. I think someone needs to search some deviant art for Moomba. <laughs> <laughs> so like my calling. I will answer. I will just put that on a platter for someone to take. Um that's someone being civil. Yeah, that's yeah, I <laughs> I Haha <laughs> 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 boyfriend.xml is definitely a response. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, those are Moomba titties. <laughs> mm. Now we're oh, talking. Okay. Now we're talking. One of mm. them is just wearing the same dress I have on. All right, that's officially it. That's where the <laughs> void has stared back too far. Uh, Most of I... these are just like pale, completely ash white women with large tits and a wig. So not as interesting as you'd hope. Yeah. If I want to use one for the episode art, I guess I have to ask for permission, huh? You well, no, it's on Deviant Art, and they've already sold your art to all kinds of different AI generators. So, congrats! Oh, you're fine. Oh, great, great. Anyhow, Thank God also, I'm not an artist. Why is it that the uh, Shumi have the exact same ten bottoms to every top problem that trans women do? <laughs> That's the ultimate I, tragedy I of that. that's the ultimate tragedy of of the dick from a girl with autism meme is that almost all of the autistic trans women I know are bottoms. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know a couple of switches. A couple. <laughs> you know an Do they exception. ever ask you do they ever ask you to lick their cartridge? Okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> um <laughs> No. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> moving on from. <sighs> it's amazing uh. what you can do with one eyebrow waggle when people can see you. <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> See that 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 switch cartridge thing is even funnier because of Chris uh, telling his daughters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. while them. while on call with me i heard it and i was like you know God, i'm now i am now complicit in your shitty parenting uh because You're i couldn't stop you and he was like you couldn't have stopped me an accessory to abuse yeah ah jesus um anyway so elder's like hey why don't you uh hang around and help build this statue uh since you know what laguna is or who laguna is and we're like Okay, we're in a JRPG. We're going to help out. Uh, so we go back to Sculptor, and he tells us that we need five different kinds of stone to complete it. And in essence, you're running around the town just kind of mashing X until you get an interaction of some sort. Some of them are, like, really, really trolly. The first one's funny because it's just, they say, oh, we need a blue stone. And in the back of the screen that you're standing in, there is a blue stone, and it's literally right there. And he's like, oh, oh, yeah, we already had that. Okay, cool. All right, next mm-hmm. one. The The most trolly one is the Shadow Stone, because that one is not even inside the town. It's in the area at the top of the elevator, which has, like, you know, in, in one of the, like, shadows of, like, the lattice of the dome, the, that's where the Shadow Stone is hiding. So, I mean, use a guide if you want. I did. But, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like as you're like running around this whole place, yeah, like it's also nice because you go up there and you're like, oh, I guess I'll just draw from the Ultima draw point again. Why not? I've already earned another salary while, you know, since I've been running around. So I could just dump 5K into another uh, like 10 Ultimas. So once you hand all the stones over, head back to the Elder's house and you will be thanked for your help. He gives you a reward with his open, barren hand. Speaking of Samsara. (laughs) <laughs> he then has assistant give you a souvenir of a phoenix pinion. The seeds have no idea what was up with this reward, and Squall says it must have been a cultural gesture of respect. We then cut back inside where assistant goes, what the hell did you just do with your hand? And the elder's like, it's pretty good, but I think they caught on. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, assistant is not really buying this, but the elder just tells him, look, get to work on the statue. The statue's not done and you got the materials now, lazy bastard. So, like, did do mm. the Phoenix Pinion turns out to be actually an extremely valuable item, or at least extremely yeah. powerful, you know, yeah. still subject to RNG. But basically, once you use it one time, it will do like a full revive, which is neat. But then once you've used it that once, it has a random chance of just totally saving you from a game over for the rest of the game. So it's like Odin, you know, popping up and just randomly slaughtering everybody, but instead it's randomly reviving your entire party. And it doesn't happen every time, but it happens often enough that it's like pretty neat, but you do have to use it. And it Mm -hmm. doesn't ever say anywhere in the text of the game that what you're doing is activating it for future use. So it looks like it's just going to be a one-time thing. That's wrong. Yeah, the funny thing is also it does do a like a enemy wide fire attack too when it revives you. So it it's an attack mm-hmm. and a revive, uh, which is funny. I I forgot about the attack because I've never I've never used it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it is a very very good item. But we're not completely done with this quest. No, we're not. But before I go into that, no one ever gets to give my boy Kawazu shit again. When this game ties so many invisible mechanics to RNG. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe there will be one of these per game. 
Oh, look, Interceptor showed up with Shadow in the party. Oh, look, Odin showed up occasionally and gave you a nice one. How many are there? We're up All to at them. least three. Yeah, there's. I think there's like a dozen because there's also uh, Angelo <laughs> Revive, where if Renoa's in your party, sometimes her dog will just revive a random party member, but not all the time. Uh, there's, yeah. yeah, there's, there's, there are so many. I, I would say that there are at least twelve. And I think that people give Kawazu shit and not Final Fantasy VIII shit because this game is often tuned in the player's favor with all of the rng bullshit and then when it's not yeah. it's really not you know yep. and it, it and it becomes a nightmare but i yeah it's it is so so rng tied and so like obscured where they just refuse yeah. to explain the utility of certain things i mean th that's why i keep like bringing up the random shit like the guy in the prison who can give you a rosetta stone if you play mm -hmm. him like <sighs> It's just amazing. And like the cutscenes having RNG built into them somehow, which is mm -hmm. also absolutely a absurd. Like, why would you ever think to do that? It doesn't even affect gameplay at all. Yeah. But that's just uh that's just how they do. Um Final Fantasy VIII in a nutshell. Alright, anyway, back to Final Fantasy VIII out of the nutshell. We're not done with this quest. To fully wrap it up and get a statue of Laguna, we need to try and convince Artisan to help out. Once we've talked to everyone around here, we will then have to go to the Grease Monkey shop. And the Moomba doll will now react to us since it can tell that we've been to Shumi Village because apparently it's been sentient this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> and Grease Monkey says we should take the Moomba doll with us to Artisan. So uh, when we do get back, the doll runs up and starts playing a message from the Grease Monkey giving Artisan a pep talk because Artisan is like, man, I'm done with this shit. I don't want to work on something like uh, a statue. That's like, you know, I've got I've got too many toy cars to build. Otherwise, <laughs> I've got I've got too many like trinkets from the upper world to work on. I don't want to do this shit. But then Grease Monkey is like, hey, you can do this. It's time. So we head outside to see the master fisherman who has decided he needed a break from the ocean and decided to come back to shumi village since he is an honorary shumi himself artisan then comes out of his home says he will uh help with the statue after all and then also says that uh he's decided to evolve into a human which has never been attempted before and moved to fisherman's horizon so the reason why the master fisherman is an honorary shumi is that uh he and i guess other fisherman horizon people helped build shumi village so mm. like the elevator that gets down that you ride down was built by Fisherman Horizon engineers. And like the funny thing is you could it is very odd when you think about it, right? Because everything else in the town is very I guess cottage core is the term we should use here. <laughs> <laughs> but yet there's a super high tech elevator taking you down into it. And like you can even see like orbs on the side that kind of look mm -hmm. like Norg's orbs. Uh, Norg's orbs. Little pod. Nor Norg's orbs. Norg's orbs. Now just pay for your subscription box every month using promo code PitchDrop, and you too <laughs> can get a delivery of random materia or other power up items for your GF experience. That's <laughs> norgsorbs.com, promo code PitchDrop. <laughs> I, I like that the Shumi Village is here. The Shumi. In, like, just the context of making a coherent world, uh, still don't make much sense. But, no. but having 
them be nothing like Norg and just be like a bunch of like quirky little guys down here who just like to have fun and build things um and then evolve into moombas like it it's nice and we also it's like you know we get the the these little stories about like well i don't you know i want to reject my destiny and everyone else is like well you should embrace your destiny and then they're like well maybe you should reject your destiny but like only if you embrace a different destiny and there's there's some cute things going on up here i i think the shumi are very charming even if they still don't really make any sense the funniest thing about it is that this is the only plot-relevant side quest in the entire game, <laughs> and it's this. Mm-hmm. And it's just because of Laguna. It's so bizarre. Uh, and like I, what I learned about the Moomba thing, I couldn't get over it for so long. I still haven't yeah. gotten over it. It's so dumb. It's weird as hell. But then there's also cute little touches like uh, like uh, Squall recognizing the Shumi village in yeah. music from his Laguna dreams and stuff yeah. like that, which it's like, God, they put so many little touches that showed that they were paying attention and then mm-hmm. also just made an absolutely batshit world with no rhyme or reason. It's the, you know, okay. there are, it's the two extremes of Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, you know, it's funny. I'm trying to remember. I think it's in Shumi Village. If you do this after going to Balam and like, uh, you know, getting rid of the occupation there, but before Trabia Garden and you mm-hmm. take selfie with you, because like you can't have selfie around right now. Selfie's actually taking a taking a rest break. They they like gave mm-hmm. her a plot reasons to not be hanging around, but she comes back after um, after Balam. You can bring her down here and she will mention matron by name down here. Yo. Before the twist is given up, uh, which is just a scripting mistake. (laughs) Uh, But that's funny. Uh, There's also one. Oh, what was it? Yeah. There's one thing that you might have noticed if you were looking around Artisan's home uh, is that there is a timber maniacs there. Yeah. And the funny thing is you do not want to pick it up. Not not now. You want to come back mm. later for it. I'm sorry, I mm. what now? Well, if you picked it up before a certain Laguna flashback, it affects a Laguna flashback in a way that is kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not huge, cool. but it's kind of annoying. <laughs> cool. <laughs> they don't say why. <laughs> I don't think there's a reason why that, that's the case. It's just, well... Also... You know, not not only shout out to the elder's extremely long fingers, but also shout out to his weird ass aquarium house where oh, yeah. <laughs> he's just got tropical fish just like swimming in the walls of his house because he wanted his like room's walls to be made of an aquarium. Sick ass shit. Uh, I guess I guess a tropical fish really does yearn for snow. <laughs> What do Moom? Uh, sorry, what do Shumi eat? I wonder. I hope he doesn't eat those tropical fish. That would be I think fucked up. Rocks. I think it's rocks. <laughs> All right. I don't. I don't remember. I don't money. Shumi eat money. Mm. Speaking so of, that's why Norg was so fat. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just have to comment on this species is so fucked up that you can just choose to evolve into different shit, and I mm-hmm. presume based on this quest, that we're going to find out that's true in some fashion. (laughs) Except for becoming an elder, that happens on accident. (laughs) Yeah. So, this is an entire race of shitty Eevees 
with seven bazillion <laughs> different conditions yep. that uh-huh. proceed to make no sense. And you can also become a greed elemental, mm-hmm. a human. Uh, if somebody screws up at the Cathedral of Shadows, you become an elder. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. All uh, sorts. A, a red 13 Pokemon. <laughs> 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 they are and, extremely red 13 aren't they and yeah. do we have an actual confirmation that they were trying to make these recurring characters a la the moogles um so, n- no we don't it, they, that, um, i don't think I, so it's it's possible that it's in some of the ultimania translations that i haven't gotten to but i don't think most people talk about the moomba uh when they're asking uh the producers of final fantasy 8 about their game but yeah, I it's that, that yes, uh, it is it is funny that like in the RNG as Final Fantasy that there is also a, a race of creatures that evolve based on RNG. It's true. It's Very true. cute. So after all of this, uh, the Elder gives you a status guard, which is an extremely powerful GF item that uh, gives any GF that you use it on. It's a one-time thing, but it gives them the amazing status defense junction times four ability. At this point, some of the guardian forces that you've had for a while are starting to max out on abilities. So like, you know, make sure to pay attention uh, because of that, because it's like, you don't probably want to give this to a GF that already has the status defense junction times two ability. That would kind of be a waste. I mean, what you can do is use an amnesia greens to make them forget a skill if you need Right. Yeah. Of so they, course. Of course, the game accounts for that. It accounts for the most like sicko power gaming ever. And it's like, I, like one of the like power run um, Let's Plays that I watched back in the day. Oh, God. What was his name? Uh, I think it's like Lord of Ultima. What he does in that run is like, Oh, I, I I can't talk about it. I can just kind of cover my ears for a minute. <laughs> well, here, just wave uh, to me when as, you're ready. As, as as part as part of the end game, he decides to make it so that every single party member can have a GF GFs with the full suite of skills. <laughs> and to do that is extreme, extremely sicko shit. Because like, there's just no point. There's not really a point to doing that, and it's extremely tedious to farm all the items to do it. But you can't yeah. do it. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. I found more Shumi notes in my notes that I couldn't find before. I'm so sorry. I just, they, I'm obsessed with the Shumi. They're so fucking weird. Okay. First of all, uh, the absolute burn on Laguna when they were like, oh, yeah, Laguna was teaching the Moombas uh, how to uh, communicate. Uh, one of them, one of the Shumi says, oh, yeah, Laguna's communication skills were horrible, which is very <laughs> funny. Um, For a writer, too. Like his whole thing yeah. is writing. <laughs> yeah. Second, the, Shumi musing on the questionable necessity of language is a fucking trip and and points towards why the the Moomba probably didn't need to talk. Uh, third of all, uh, I really like that you are given the choice to let Squall actually speak his newfound like empathy out loud when mm-hmm. he's like, oh, yeah, it's probably just like some cultural thing. And then immediately he gets clowned by the elder when he when like <laughs> you were given the option to actually be openly empathetic. Yeah. I was like. Yeah, he's wrong about that. Uh, and finally, yeah, it's wild that, like, it is not the Shumi way to selfishly reject your destiny. Uh, very strange quote there. I once had dreams, too, but then I had to be an elder is a very uh, fucked up thing for an elder to say. No, that's pretty Japanese. 
Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Salary shoe <laughs> Actually, no, that that kind of colors a lot of things in a different way now that I've said that aloud. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm done with my little my little shoe digression now. <laughs> does, that, does that mean turning into a Moomba? Oh boy. That metaphor can go places. <laughs> anyway. done with this quest we're on to the next one there is a tower in the southern continent of centra which is this group of you know these little groups of continents that you haven't been to yet uh, it's on the lower half of the map and one of them you can get to uh, is this structure that has a tower inside of like a diamond shape like skeleton it looks like really distinct it's a place called the central ruins and you go in there and Everything in there looks super ancient. It's all a lot of stonework. It's all in disrepair from years of neglect. Uh, there are statues in there depicting sorcesses and their knights. Uh, so like we can see a little bit of history was baked into there. And uh, the thing you'll notice when you first enter is that a you know big text box comes. Well, it's not like even a text box. It like kind of covers, like darkens the screen and text comes up as of the booming voice of the Guardian Force, Odin, who then challenges you to defeat him, and then you see a 20-minute timer start in the corner. So this is a small puzzle dungeon. It's only like four or five screens. The idea is like you got to go ride an elevator up. You got to pick the right set of stairs to check to find a switch, which turns on a secret staircase, and you need to use some rubies between a couple of uh, gargoyle statues to find a passcode and enter a passcode, and then you're at the top of the tower and Odin is hanging out there and then you have to go beat his ass. You can actually end up taking a lot of time in here because you know it's trying to fake you out a little bit. It's and like some of the animations of like your party members individually hopping over a small gap take so long to do and it's like intentionally trying to annoy the hell out of you that you're hurting so much time especially if you went the wrong way. But it's it's pretty short, and if you have Encounter None on, it's not a problem. You have more than enough time to get through this. And if you have the three times speed up, it takes even you get you're under even less pressure because the timer doesn't speed up. Yeah. Also, you can just reset the timer by returning to the world map and re-entering. Uh, it starts over. Also, also, if you run out of time when you're not in battle, it. Odin just kicks you out of the dungeon and you come and you come back in and the timer resets. So you can retry this as many times as you want. Uh, and there's a trick that actually exploits this. If again, if you're trying to do super sicko strats. It, the, the, the gargoyle statues annoyed me because the, like I'm probably going to, I don't know. I, Matt, I know that, that uh, Final Fantasy VIII means a lot to you. I, it sounds like at by the end of this uh, season, I am going to be the one that is highest on Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, I, just, I, yeah. But 
I will say that like the one biggest unforgivable flaw for me is how hard to locate and finicky mm -hmm. some of mm -hmm. the context sensitive like ladders oh, and yeah. ledges are. Mm -hmm. And so like climbing up that little ladder to get that first gargoyle eye uh, <laughs> takes for fucking yeah. ever. It bugs me so much. And it's like, okay, uh, I have to turn the speed up off so that I yeah, can exactly. actually like line myself up. It's so fucking annoying. Yeah. And like, you can't with the speed up on, you can't just mash your way to glory either. Like you just run past the, the trigger so easily and it's so finicky. So yeah, yeah, I also have to like be turning off the speed X, which I, I, I use all the time because I play this game so much. I don't really mm -hmm. play it in real time anymore. Plus I'm also mm -hmm. writing notes and shit. And editing episodes sometimes. Uh yeah, it's it's probably the worst thing about the game, honestly. Yo, y'all yeah. y'all thought the plot was the worst part of the game, but now it's these stupid context clues. I fucking love the plot. I I I don't give a shit anymore. I know that uh -huh. it does not hang together at all, but I just fucking love it. We'll get God, into we, it. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get we'll there. Get I just there. have no idea what to expect at any given moment. Yeah. It really it it, keeps it, it it does feel like, you know, you had like story prompts in a box where you just mm -hmm. like shook up the box and just picked random shit out and had to like, you know, make something out of it. No, yeah. this feels like a Shonen Jump series where the editor kept going, we need another arc, we need another arc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This was supposed to end when it was a political drama on disc one, maybe disc 1.5. And now we're at the point where we have an entire side quest about the Pokemon puzzle that is this world, and also, did mm -hmm. you know that there are ruins of a history that you will never see? But it's here. <laughs> so oh, we've gone from we've gone from being Spy Family to One Piece, Dragon Ball, <laughs> Hunter by uh -huh. Hunter. Uh, we're probably going to have an arc where somewhere in the middle of this we'll do some Toriko shit with cooking. And I'm also just going to presume, um, let's see, what's the most offbeat thing I could throw in? Kaguya-sama, love is war. Actually, no, we're literally <laughs> doing that. We're literally doing that with Squall uh, and Renoa. God there's damn also, it. Yeah. There's yeah. also Evangelion shit in multiple ways, too. Just great shit. Uh, oh, cool. I can't wait till we get to the moon and I find out it's the egg. <laughs> Why are you making that face? Because uh, it's funny. Anyway, Odin. Uh, people can't see how much during these recordings, <laughs> but you can, that I'm making the Uber driver sucked me off face in revelation to all of this. But it happens pretty often, at least yeah. once per recording. It's, it's just so funny when you're like, next, we're gonna, like, you know, do this ridiculous shit. And Matt and I are both like, mm, closer than you think, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, the first thing you want to do when fighting Odin is steal a Luck J scroll since they are rather rare. This is quite farmable if you kill Odin at a specific time but fail the quest. Do it right before the timer runs out. Yeah, because like the timer keep the timer keeps running after Odin is killed before the battle animations stop. So the thing is. If the timer runs out while you're fighting Odin, Odin just kills you and you get a game over. <laughs> he just slices you in half. But if you kill, set his HP to zero and then the timer runs out before the battle ends, you fail, but you take all of the items you got out of the battle and it sends you out. 
Uh, so apparently you can also get multiple Odin cards this way, but you can only have one Odin card at a time. So I guess if you refine it, you can get infinite Odin cards. But also doing this trick requires you know, waiting through a 20 minute timer and then executing this trick accurately every time. So don't, don't do it. Just get one scroll. It's good. I mean, luck is useful, but it's not super useful. Just use cheat engine to instantly set his HP to zero at a certain point. Or do that. <laughs> no, I totally did farm up 26 luck J scrolls. <laughs> Incredible. Look, I had a button for it by the time I was done. <laughs> Uh, Odin will not attack you, much like a lot of classic puzzle bosses on a timer. Uh, he's no go-go, but you can use however much time you want to steal the scroll and draw triples from him. When you beat him, he will join you and give you his card. Odin is a very weird GF. Instead of junctioning him, he just shows up randomly at the beginning of non-boss battles and insta-kills all enemies with the Zantatsuken attack. Useful if you're running into a super tough enemy out of nowhere, but also rather annoying if you were trying to track down a specific monster for mugging, drawing magic, or a lot of other things that you might want to fight a specific monster for. Yeah. Uh, worth noting here, so I've got two two things. One, worth noting that if you're not playing the remaster with the speed up, and if you don't understand that Encounter None is very useful sometimes, you can often get up to Odin with only five minutes left, and that can sometimes not be enough time. So it's like... Uh, it's extremely easy if you if you know how to game like everything in Final Fantasy VIII. It's extremely easy to to do if yeah. you know how to game it, and if you don't know how to game it, then it's extremely annoying. I mean, the thing is also if you decide to fight the Tonberries here, right. like the Tonberries right. are so stupidly tanky, and they're like like that on purpose to waste your time. <laughs> yeah, well, but uh do, this is this leads to my second point do we want to talk about the other gf that you can get here that's the next section oh hey oh hey look at that <laughs> <laughs> and it's even my thing to talk about um, also i will note that odin is one of the passwords in the atrhythm and i've just i've just got this open now because so many of these are going to come up this episode <laughs> uh -huh. odin's uh -huh. are he'll cut you down and clippity clop clippity clop clippity clop this Amazing. version, the Final Fantasy VIII version of Odin does look pretty sick. I like the horns mm -hmm. on his helmet a lot. Yeah. Uh, I like his horse. It, good shit. Mm -hmm. Honestly, mm -hmm. it's a wonderful design. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, there is a second Guardian Forest to pick up at Central Ruins. Uh, if you ran into any encounters on the first floor of the tower, they would be with Final Fantasy staple Tonberries. Uh, in the upper levels, you get like uh, some bulls and some skeletons and other things. But that first okay. floor of the tower is where all the is where the Tonberries. It's only going to be Tonberries anyway. Yeah, not, not gonna lie, I've never gotten into a battle inside the actual tower, so I just okay. I assumed they were. All, I assumed it was Tonberries all the way down. It is not. It's just that first floor that's Tonberry's all okay. the way down, okay. which makes it much easier to 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 yeah. game because you only have one screen to go on. Anyway, but, uh, but oh, but one one more thing. So we're talking about the first floor. I do like the little like rainbow effect that happens when you're warning up the stairs. Yeah, on the first floor. That's kind that of is a very neat. Touch. I kind of don't like the ruins dungeon music in Final Fantasy VIII. I love a lot of the music in Final Fantasy VIII, but there's something a little bit too peaceful about the ruins dungeon music that like comes up here and uh, in the uh, the mm -hmm. the tomb of the ancient thing where we got the brothers GF. It's like very yeah. just kind of like slow and calm, and it's trying for mystery, but I don't know if it achieves it. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, like in their appearance in other Final Fantasy games, Tonberries are extremely tanky enemies with uh, 10,000 plus HP, even at low levels, who do a special attack called Everybody's Grudge that scales in damage based on how many Tonberries the targeted party member has killed. The best way to kill them, like with all uh, enemies, but also especially all with, with all tanky enemies, is uh, spamming limit breaks like Renzo Kuken's shot or duel. There is a, there there is an exploit that is extremely powerful, which is uh, they're really susceptible to armor shot, which is Irvine's ah, limit yeah. break if uh, in, with a certain ammo. And also the item that you that either you can mug from them or that they drop the kitchen knife refines into the AP ammo that you need oh, to do does. armor yes. shot. And so yeah, cause I, I was about to say, like armor shot, like AP ammo is kind of hard to get. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like the second best ammo before pulse ammo. Right. But yeah, you just get them from kitchen knives and you usually like they refine an, from enough kitchen knives that like it, you they refine enough them. from kitchen knives that yeah, you get a ton of them. So you can just like, I you, you, you can wreck these tonberries if you keep Irvine at low health before they even like take five steps towards you. Oh, you, you want to know one better? So, yeah. okay. The way I've been building my squall is uh, extremely broken. So he's got, at this point, I've replaced the tornadoes with ultimas because I have enough ultimas where it's better than tornado. And then I am stacking strength plus 40 and strength plus 20 on top. So Ooh. he's got over 200 uh, or like close to probably over 200 attack at this point. And, you know, I have Lionheart. So when I do my Renzo Kukin, I have uh, a decent chance, a small but decent chance of doing a, the Lionheart finisher. And I was basically smacking these like tonberries for somewhere between five to eight thousand damage a hit and with, <laughs> with the fact that just the finisher alone for lionheart does 26 hits i think my ballpark damage on one of them must have been a quarter million hp god damn it's it's absolutely stupid how mu- how fast off scales uh in this game <laughs> Yeah, so I had Irvine at critical health, and then I had uh, Squall with uh, Pandemona's speed junction with uh, all of my Mm. Ultimas, so that his speed is at 255, which means that his mug is almost 100% accurate. Um, And so I would just mug a kitchen knife and then wreck him with uh, Irvine's limit break in one go. Uh, And I did that 19 times. Does mug scale... um... Scaling at speed, not luck. I believe huh. mug success rate is based on the speed stat. Yes. I did not know that. Mm. I always assumed it was luck. I've done the same. Yeah. Luck, luck dictates drops, I believe, and speed that dictates mug. I, I, okay. I'm, I'm not consulting the internet right now, so I could be okay. wrong. Okay. I, I, I think also I bet luck uh, all right, so we'll talk about luck because we're going to get some luck skills, uh, which mm-hmm. are like super powerful, like everything else. But yeah, uh, I, I think having the luck plus 50 on one of my characters is the reason why I keep getting Odin so frequently. <laughs> mm. Odin is, that makes sense. Odin shows up a lot now, <laughs> which is so annoying. <laughs> Sometimes it's really annoying. Yeah. Um, all right, so. Uh, after wrecking your 19th Tonberry, which is, uh, again, if you know how to game it, much easier than wrecking 19 Tonberries in literally any other Final Fantasy game, 
King Tonberry will enter the battle. Uh, again, you have to kill your 19th Tonberry and not card them. Carding them does not count towards the uh, yeah. towards the tally. Uh, this one has even more HP and some extra attacks like junk to keep you on your toes. Eventually, you will knock off the king's crown. And like with all deposed monarchs, the Tonberry King will shrink in stature and go, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't find this guy. Because <laughs> you probably didn't fight 20 of these motherfuckers. No, because yeah. that's <laughs> more than a person would reasonably do with yep. Tonberries. And uh-huh. me, I just turned encounters off here because there was a timer. Yeah. 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 I, it's one of those gotchas. I came back to do the Tonberry King after I beat Odin. And the only reason why I knew how to do that is because I've played this game with a guide before. I'm not mm-hmm. playing with a guide now, uh, but I, I've been playing. I played with one before. Well, when I was the younger. funny thing is there is a hint that the Tonberry King exists. It okay. happens later. We'll talk about it. Oh, but they don't tell you how to do it. They just okay. tell you that, hey, that's an enemy that you could fight. Uh yeah, it, this one's this one's really obscure. So, Suck as my a dick from the back. <laughs> <laughs> so, as a GF who may or may not suck your dick from the back, uh, Tonberry is full of funky but super useful abilities, uh, such as the level up and level down battle commands, which you can mm. use to raise or lower your enemy's levels, either double it or half it, rounding down, and that's like. Super essential if you're power gaming at a low level, because then you would like have to, you know, some of the best magics, you have to like raise an enemy above like the level 30 or 36 or something before they'll like get it. The only other way to do that sometimes is like the power level, a temporary character, which is a super waste of time. (laughs) So like these are this is like one of my favorite things about the game of like the breakability of it is like they built this shit into the game. Like what, who would have thought to build that into the game? Um, I mean, this, who would have thought is, to hide that? This, this, <laughs> this is why, this is why sickos who love breaking games kind of hate this game because they easy, built yeah. it to be so breakable. Uh, yeah. And so it's like, you know, it, 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 the game wants you to game it a little bit, but also like Sybil says, they hide a bunch of this shit and don't surface it. And so it, it like it's communicating different things to the yeah. player, both. Hey, you should, you should game the fuck out of this. And also, uh, but I'm not going to tell you how. No one yeah. could see me generating a fucking rage aura looking at all the things this does in the notes, which I would like to have access to. Yeah. You can't but get it I later. Because I didn't just run in a circle and beat the shit out of an enemy who is a warning to you in every other game in the series. <laughs> yeah. mm. I mean, like, like if you if you have not gone to I don't if you've played through the end of disc two, but you've not done anything else after that, then you can still go do this. Like it's I guess I know what I'm gonna do now. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just don't go to Fisherman's Horizon or whatever, because I mean that that's a little way late. Anyway. Uh yeah, the other ability I'm screwed. (laughs) Um wait, oh, so so you're on your way to the Salt Lake already? Yeah. Mm. Fuck. You can get it later, but it'll be after. It'll a be lot much more later. Plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. There's another. Yeah, there's okay. another. Like, there, there's there's another <laughs> opportunity to go and explore in disc three for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's sooner than you think, but also it's going to be a few episodes down the road. Um, 
Rage. <laughs> yeah, because you can't leave Estar once you get there. And until you can. Mm-hmm. So the other skills that Toddberry has are shop related. So there's haggle. So you get cheaper um, items at a shop. Sell high, which means you sell for more money. Familiar, which means you can buy rare items from shops. And the most useful one out of these, which is call shop, which means you can just pull up the menu of any shop you visited before. So you don't have to go back there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, here's the thing, Sybil, is that it takes a long time to, to that's a lot of AP to get there, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, but there's, ways to game, there's ways to I game GFAP. That yeah. just yeah. gives me all the AP. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Also, yeah, by the look, by the time you can get it at this point, you'll be able to go to the place that would do it in-game anyway, mm-hmm. for the record. But the other two rare skills that it has are evade plus 30% and luck plus 50%, which I, they're good, but they're not as useful as you'd expect. Like, you're not going to get I mean, your evasion stats are also very low in this game, and I there's very rare that you have an evasion junction. I'm trying to remember your evasion stats are very low. <laughs> I would be a golden god with plus thirty percent. Yeah, yeah, it, it's still really nice. And like, I also skipped stuff like um, I think this one has initiative, which is at the beginning of a battle if you have this equipped you your turn stop, comes up immediately so you don't have to like wait for the atb bar to fill up at the beginning of a battle it's a nice to have i never a lot of these i don't use cuz i just use the the really broken stat uh, stat boost <laughs> yeah um pandemona also has initiative which starts okay. the battle with uh that the junctioned person at full uh full atb meter Literally the GF made for my playstyle, and I <laughs> missed it. <laughs> uh, well, Final Fantasy great. VIII is Jokerifying Sybil. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, if you summon Tonberry, which by the way we didn't mention, uh, Tonberry King is is big, mm-hmm. it's a big Tonberry with a tiny big crown. old big old Tonberry. <laughs> yeah, but he turns into a regular sized Tonberry, which actually makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Not the first only time that's going to happen in this game, and it still makes me sad. I want I want big Tonberry, but if you summon Matt, him, Tonberry inflationist. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> shit! I walked right into that one. Anyway, its summon attack is Chef's knife, which will mean that it'll take fourteen seconds for it to walk over and shank a random enemy for some amount of damage and. When you do shank it, it shows up a little like comic book bubble that says "doink." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good. Um, so this next part isn't about Final Fantasy VIII or Tonberries, but because both of you mentioned the phrase "suck my dick from the back," uh, I do have a Ryan Beatty <laughs> anecdote. It's not about getting my dick sucked from the back, uh, but what it is about is: uh, Do y'all know the waitress's song called "Christmas Rapping," which is the new wave song about hating Christmas? That's like. Bah humbug, but that's too strong. It's my favorite holiday. It's like, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, but I think I'll miss... Okay, so one of the catchiest horn lines in New Wave is in that song. It's like... Uh, My friends and I started singing back and forth to each other, uh, and now it's just an intrusive thought whenever I think of that song. (laughs) Suck my dick from the back. 
eat my butt as a fucking snack just over and over again. So now y'all have that too. Well, I'm now oh, less fuck, angry. Funny. <laughs> <sighs> you're not you when you're hungry. I haven't anyway. eaten anything. <laughs> I haven't eaten anything for a while. I've been up since very early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, writing these fucking notes and feeding a baby. So, chocobo forests. They exist. (laughs) (laughs) I almost didn't want to talk about it, but we could take two seconds to talk about it. There are these, there's these small forests. They're round. They're perfectly circular. They're kind of domed. They do stand out. And sometimes they like stand out from like other forests around it. Like it's near another forest. And it's like, why is there a tiny little forest inside of a forest? But there's a little mini game in here called Chocobo Hot and Cold. You go in and a small boy hustles you for a whistle and mm-hmm. says uh, you basically need to like use one version of blowing the whistle to find out how close you are to where these things are hiding and use the other one to call them down. If you fuck it up, they steal your whistle and you have to buy it again. And it's pretty easy to fuck it up. It's very finicky. Mm-hmm. And uh, but if you do it and you do it, you know, each different forest has a different number of chocobos to find. And if you get all of them, you get a big chocobo, which you can now ride around. If you then do one more step, you then get an item. It's usually a rare spell stone, like a meteor stone. Yep. It's never worth getting those. It's pointless. I never do these. So uh, Ryan's rants about chocobo forest. Uh, Number one, uh, when the mama chocobo gets summoned, the music gains like 30 decibels and it's the chocobo <laughs> theme and it is so much louder and it's like ah ah turn it off turn it off uh number two this mini game was a lot less annoying in the japanese version where the pocket station actually existed mm. because you played the chocobo hot and cold game on your little vmu and you, so you didn't actually have to press a separate button to switch between the sonar and the catcher and all of that third and final of ryan's rants the game is supposed to be played kind of like like lights out where each chocobo that you summon down will then make other chocobos disappear so it's a puzzle of like okay uh i need to hit this chocobo and then go over and summon this chocobo and then go over and like unsummon the other three and there's always a weird hint in one of them the final chocobo uh just bowls over the other three chocobos which is hilarious but it is it's because you have to switch between the sonar and what the chocoboy calls the zener, which is the this is the thing that actually catches them. It's just so annoying to play. But I respect Chocoboy's hustle because he goes, oh, no, you can get the whistle for free, but I am going to charge you for uh, the directions on how to use it, which, you know, that yeah. 
that is a multi-level marketing king. Okay, rant's <laughs> over. Uh, I since, since you mentioned the pocket station, uh, and we talked about Moombas and the Moomba GF. So like the Moomba GF and the Chickabo Boko the Chickabo GF summons were tied to items you got playing the pocket station. However, in the remasters, uh, they are items that you can get from Angelo search. So mm. Angelo search can get the items to, to, uh, get those summons. Wait, kind of, I've never, I, again, I've never done this. I've never gotten those. I never had a pocket station back in the day. Uh, so <laughs> it's very few people thing. in the U S did. So, <laughs> oh, there's yeah, I don't two know. versions of this. Mm-hmm. Oh, Okay. Oh, yeah. And like on the PC version of the right. I think you talked about this, Ryan, in the first episode where the PC version, uh, the Chocobo World minigame was in its own window, like as its yeah, own. Yeah, I have that program. one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. It's a uh, it's bizarre. I guess there's an entirely new version of this just called Remastered, which I don't own. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I think it's the game Remastered. Are, are you, no, there's there literally are... one that's now for sale called Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. Oh, you're it not says, playing that one. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I thought that you were. Oh, you're playing the old janky PC port. I guess I didn't know there were two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Yet another thing that Final Fantasy VIII did not surface to Sybil. <laughs> yeah. No, I've I've had Chocobo World. This into- I thought this game was like just the Chocobo World mini game, and I hadn't done this at all. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I've, the, I've the, just the been- HD. The HD remaster did not have that. I've just been sending out my tiny, uh, my tiny little Chocobo Digimon. Yeah. Mm. All right. So you might have these items. Uh, I forget what they're yeah, called. Yeah, I actually, but... I have to earn them from the little, uh, yeah. pocket yeah, station. It's like window. a flare stone and an aura stone and an ultima stone. Yeah. 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 I, I got myself a few of them and then just duped them because I wasn't going to do that every time I needed one. But yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Chocobos. Yeah, um, I guess I need to do this because I'm going to need occasional chocobos, but uh, they can travel across shallow areas of the sea between continents through a few specific forest paths. The final chocobo forest is only accessible on a chocobo, and I guess there's no benefit to doing this, so I don't have to do this unless I'm doing the Queen of Cards side quest, which I'm not, because the ultimate prize is the chocobo card, which I need to lose to her to advance the quest. These fucking card quests. I know. I know. Yeah, it's the worst. I, yeah. I've 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 ruined Triple Triad for me on this playthrough because uh, the random rule is now everywhere. Oh yeah, and and oh, I was going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make and making the random rule go away takes so much fucking effort you just have to like get rid of as many cards as you can and then just power through like that's unfortunately the best way to do it unless you really want to like play around with losing to the queen of cards or paying her thirty thousand gil and hoping the rng does the thing you want and then hoping you don't spread a rule by accident well the way to not spread a rule by accident is by just saying no over no, and over yeah. and over again <laughs> yeah but God forbid you get lazy one time and you go, fuck it. And uh, then just everything goes downhill. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like there's really no reason to get a Chocobo unless you're doing the Chocobo dungeons. Like there's no, like pretty much anywhere you want to go on a Chocobo, you can go with Battle of Garden or a vehicle we'll get later. 
you know, one time I was like, all right, let me let me grab the one by Shumi Village. Oh, I could walk from here, you know, the Shumi Village Island to this one. And it's like, well, I actually, if you look around, you can find a way to get over there. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing we didn't mention about the garden is that there are bits where you can kind of jump the garden from one continent to another. They're kind of finicky, but there is one that you cannot do no matter how many times you try. And that's trying to jump onto Esthar. It looks right. like you can make that jump, but you can't. There's an invisible wall there. Um, I forgot to write down the uh, the side quest with the cards, the uh, the, the CC club. Oh. I meant to add that here. Because the C- the CC club is extremely useful later in the game. That's what um, I that's why I was going to bring it up, because, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Is it Just going to, like, to be of worth it to me to do cards? If, no, I mean, mm, you're going to be breaking the game with a button anyway, so it's not really. Yeah. No. Good. Yeah. Okay, cool. So ba- ba- basically the reward. So the CC club, I also just fuck it. I, yeah. All right. So um, I know you forgot to write this up. CC club in Balam Garden, there are uh, a bunch of students who are also part of the secret underground cabal of extremely good triple triad players. And you have to like go around garden and challenge them all uh, and like find out who they are. And they have like really like dumb, super secret names. Like I'm the CC Knight. I'm the CC Rook. I'm this. And uh, eventually you find out that Dr. Katawaka used to be also part of the CC club, even though she's faculty, and that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, Quistus is the card club king. And uh, once you beat the queen, uh, you go to bed, and she wakes you up to play cards with you because she just it is so into uh, violating Squall's boundaries. Just like <laughs> what the in your fuck room, is like, Quistus's deal? <laughs> okay. What the fuck what? is her deal, indeed? Well, do you know what's even worse than that, Ryan? What is that? Her showing up is RNG. Oh my god, really? Fuck off. Yeah, when you go to sleep in your room, if you've already beat all the other card members and talk to you have to talk to the doctor or else it doesn't work. Right. You have to talk to Dr. I think it's Katakawa. I always I always say Katakawa in my head. Then you just go to, you know, you rest in your bed until she, if you're trying to just do the quest, rest in your bed until she shows up. And I rested probably 40 times before she showed up and i'm like god damn it why is this taking so long i never remembered it taking so long so there's one really big reason why you want to do this side quest and there's one a couple smaller ones the small ones are the leviathan card joker has that one Mm -hmm. and quistus has the gilgamesh card Mm-hmm. And the thing about the Gilgamesh card is that it turns into 10 Holy Wars, which are insane because those are the the make your whole party invincible for mm-hmm. X amount of time. So getting 10 of those is like super great for super bosses. Yeah. So that's one reason why you want to do it. The other reason is the extra broken reason, which is if you've done this quest at the end of the game, you can play these players again and get back any rare cards that you've refined. So right. like if you had the Quistus card and you refined it into whatever they are they turn into, you can win that card back from a club card member, a CC member at the end of the game. Yeah. So any card you missed, any card rare card that you've had and used, you can get it back. So you can get a full deck by the end of the game, no matter what you do. Right. Assuming which which you did this quest. Which means that like because some of the rare cards refine into really powerful things. Like you said, it's not oh, just yeah. it's not just that one. So yeah, it's 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 great for that. Uh one little also funny bit, uh, for the folks who haven't played the CC side quest, uh 
Quistus puts on her military uniform to she adopt does. her uh, card king alter ego. She She's like in business mode. And so she's in that like, you know, very mm-hmm. militaristic power suit, which is yep. very funny to me. It's also funny that Quistus, when you beat her, says, oh, yeah, if you ever want to play me again, I'll only play in the bridge. So don't try challenging me anywhere else in the game. <laughs> uh, also, uh, the, the the second level was uh, was Sue. Sue is the second level too, which is also fun. Yeah. But this quest only pops up if you've won at least 10 matches inside of Balam Garden. Oh, If you've not played enough cards, it doesn't happen. It doesn't trigger. God damn it. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) It's only 10 games. It's not that. That's not that many. We have to win 10 games, yeah. not play 10 games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and let's be real. A lot of the Balam Garden players are loser, joker, clown-ass dweebs. You can beat oh, yeah. them easily. Yeah, you've definitely gotten 10 battles to get the Quistus card if you got the mm-hmm. Quistus card. I'm going to just throw this out there. I don't <laughs> usually lay down this rule, but I think this has pushed it over the line for me. There are very few characters in media where if someone says... This is my favorite character in X. You need to stop talking to that person immediately. It's the biggest red flag. If somebody tells you Hisoka is the best character in Hunter by Hunter, get the fuck away. That kind of tier. Yeah. I think Quistus has just gotten off this list. If anyone tells you Quistus is the best character in FF8, you need to stop talking to them because you're dealing with a fucking IRL Yandere nightmare. <laughs> look, look. Quistus is best girl. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not on Team Selfie. <laughs> I love Selfie. I love Renoa Selfie. is right there. <laughs> Renoa a- actually seems to be somewhat emotionally stable. Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah, for somewhat. sure. Somewhat. Uh, I had a I, I I had a big crush on Quistus when I was in middle school. Absolutely. Uh, but then, you know, I I learned how romance actually works and uh, she became less yeah, hot to no, me. No, so no. But I did have a legit crush on Quistus when I was in middle school. I mean, look, I, I just like older women. I don't, well, older relative to Squall, I guess. Yeah, because she's not old at all. She's 19. No, for a long time playing this game, my head canon is like, oh, these characters are really in their late 20s. They're just saying teenagers because it's Japan. That's, the fact that I am a year older than Auron from Final Fantasy X is <laughs> fucked up. It's fucked up. Fucked up. up. Um, so let's head to Windhill, shall we? Let's yeah. do one more side quest. Okay. So actually, before we go to Windhill, I just, the, so there are these explicit side quests and then there's all of the things that you can do to like, you know, progress your character. And one of those things is weapons. But the problem right. is that, mm-hmm. um, only really the ultimate weapons for a couple of characters give you any significant attack increase at all or any significant benefit. And, because a lot of these weapons require very rare items that you can only get from certain enemies at certain levels, and some of them are pretty rare drops, you can end up spending a lot of fucking time trying to get these things for these weapons, Mm -hmm. and the benefit is not that tangibly good. Uh, And so what this means is that you can spend so much fucking time menu fiddling, uh, tracking which items you need for upgrades, refining items into spells, fiddling with junctions. There are hours and hours of menu diving to like mm-hmm. make your characters 2% better if you want uh, all throughout this game. And when you start to explore, that really takes a forefront because like – 
during the story parts, you're like really pushed forward and the game is never challenging enough in the main story to need to fiddle that much. But then once you start fiddling, you won't stop fiddling. There's just so much fucking menu it's, diving. It's really it's really hard not you to. You know, there's a better Squaresoft game on the PS1 about menu diving, right? <laughs> it's Vagrant Story. Yeah. Yeah. I need to play that. Uh, Probably for the it, show. Maybe for the show, yeah. Maybe well, for the show. Well, that... Maybe. Yeah, I hear maybe. pacing's really rough. The yeah. pacing is rough. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing also about the ultimate weapons, too, is that multiple characters' ultimate weapons use the same items, and the mm-hmm. items are exceptionally rare. So, like, it'd be one thing to get... I'm trying to think of, like, one of them. Adamant toys, or, like, you know, the thing the Adamant toys drops, which I'm totally blanking on the name of it. Adamantine. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It'd be just okay. one thing if you needed two of them for Squall's weapon, which you do. But if you also need it for Zell's weapon, you need another two. That makes taking a lot of time to get two more of those, either by farming Adamantoises or getting really rare. Or That one's the kind of a cheap one because you can just mod one card and get ten, mm-hmm. which is more than you'll ever need. But there are other items like that that are like extremely, extremely hard to get unless you really know what you're doing and you want to put in a lot of time. And then to do that multiple, like up to like six times to get all of the party's weapon, you know, party members weapons. It's just never worth it except for squalls. The squalls is the only one worth putting in the time to, because it's so broken. Yep. 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 So yeah, let's do this, this, this final side quest of this little side quest excursion. Uh, It's Windhill. We're going back. Uh, And if we head to the mayor's mansion inside Windhill, we can pick up a quest to find missing pieces of a broken vase around town. The real point to doing this is learning what happened to uh, Rain. So Laguna left town, and while waiting for his return, Rain died after childbirth. So in a script flip of uh all the shumi like revering laguna uh a lot of the townsfolk in windhill really fucking resent laguna as the outsider who took rain away from them kind of a little bit like uh uh padme dying of a broken heart vibes here um Mm-hmm. One little fun lore bit, though, uh, which is very cute. There are two seeds who call themselves seeds who are running security for the town. But it turns out they are both deserters who are pretending to be seeds. And they're like, hey, Squall, don't don't blow our cover, please. Like, we're not hurting anybody. We're we're keeping monsters out of the town. Just 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 don't do it. Mm-hmm. I think this is the one of only two times in the whole game where you see a non plot relevant or like a, a seed who is out in the world. Mm hmm even though they're not actually seeds, they're just, you know, dropouts. But did you see a like, shoplifter? Like no, you didn't. But for seeds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no snitching. Yeah, yeah. There are some little, like, good flavor bits, too, with the rain stuff. Like, there's the the fake rain where, like, you think you see her in the room and it turns into another woman who's like, get out of my fucking house. <laughs> 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 what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then you talk to her again and you're like, oh, oh, okay. I guess that makes some sense that why you confused me for her or whatever. Yeah. There's some like weird ghost stuff. There's a thing with a cat in a thing of armor. It's good flavor. You don't need to go out of your way for it though. Honestly. Anyway, back to the plot, (laughs) back to the plot. So it is at the beginning you know, at the end of last episode, we mentioned that Sue's like, hey, why don't we just go check out Balam, see what's going on there? Because that's how the plot drives forward in this game. And somebody goes, hey, we haven't been here yet. 
or we haven't been here in a while. Uh, let's check that out. And uh, if you head in that direction, you notice, um, well, Galbedia Garden is there. It's mobile now, and it's just parked outside of town, which is bad news. Mm-hmm. And when you enter, you find out that the town is under siege by the Galbadian army, who are, as you would have guessed, looking for a loan. Or LNA. I, I'm going to keep saying alone. That's what I've always thought it was. It's probably LNA. It is probably it's LNA, probably... but like, listen, we also spent uh, seven episodes of this know, podcast calling Renoa Renoir. Uh, so I think I think alone is fine. Yeah, it's fine. Erone, <sighs> looking at the characters. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Erone. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was none Did of you that. Just say Erone. <laughs> So anyway, things are tense in the town because uh, the army has locked down the town for multiple days. I think it, they say it's like five at this point. And like that kind of sucks because in one case, there's a child who's stranded at home by herself because her parents went out on an excursion and have been locked out and not been let back in. So she's stuck there and it's uh, really sad. <laughs> um, is Do we talk about the rascal here? Is that in the notes? We, we can talk about the rascal here. No, I didn't put it in there. Okay, so you you can help uh, this girl reunite with her parents actually by uh, so oh, there okay. there is a uh, there is a character named Big Bad Rascal who is in uh, Zell's house because uh, Zell's mom is just like having some people over and he will help the hotel owner's daughter out by basically and he asks you to help and what happens is you go and distract the guards at the front of town so that the mm-hmm. big bad rascal can then sneak in and give her parents a message and then uh come back so that like you know everybody's got peace of mind uh which mm-hmm. i think is uh very sweet and cute also though in zell's house the big bad rascal's mom is there and the npc name is just mother of big bad rascal which is Mm -hmm. very funny to me and she's Uh like oh god i'm sorry that my kid is such an asshole causing so much trouble it's like yeah no your kid's a troublemaker but a troublemaker for good he hates cops and he wants to help like reunite (laughs) families he rules i mean you could meet this kid earlier in the game and yeah everyone just like he, he everyone's just like oh it's the second coming of zell mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like oh the new- god another cursed child yeah <laughs> by the um, way uh did you guys go up to zell's room this time no. i don't know if you have to okay so during the lockdown if you tried to go up to zell's room before he's like yo dude a dude's room is like sacred you can't go up there yep this next time um, you can go because he's like, yeah, I guess there's no other choice, right? We're just hanging out here during the lockdown and the stuff that happens, the conversations that happen change depending on who's the third person in the party. Like I had Quistus with me and Quistus was like, oh yeah, remember that time you got into trouble by doing this? And it's like embarrasses the shit out of Zell. I forget exactly what she said. It was a long time ago, but there's a lot of good little flavor text and character of, um, of Zell in there. And up there, there is another T board. There is another hoverboard in the room. And then also there were like two rifles on the wall and oh. like a movie poster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's very funny. Um, it's Zell a good would, character moment. Zell would have that one black and white photo of like the two girls in underwear kissing that was in every like college dorm freshman year bro uh, dorm room wall. And yeah, he would have that, well, but he doesn't, that, but he would. That, that and also Pulp Fiction. He'd have yeah. a Pulp Fiction poster. Yeah. Zell would be Pulp Fiction. Irvine would be the kiss. 
Yes. Yeah. So a couple more things. The Occupied Balam music is an all-timer sneaky intrigue Final Fantasy song, I think. Love the sneaky intrigue vibes. Uh, also love that, again, because mass communication died. By the way, the Shumi hate the outside world. The Shumi elder uh, has a TV in his house that presumably doesn't really work because no one's broadcasting anymore. But anyway, back to this. Uh, the hotel owner does not know that Galbadia fell to the sorceress when you talk to him. And so it's like, you know, they're being occupied by Galbadia Garden, but they don't know that that it's it's a it's a. It's a puppet garden, and it's a puppet army that's being controlled by Idea because no one knows shit. Also, one last quick thing, extremely quick thing. Uh, the cat animations in this game, the cat in yeah. Occupied Balam uh, will stretch, flop over onto its side, swim its little paws, twitch its tail idly. There is so much care uh, that went into the cat animations for this PS1 game. I love it. Anyway, mm -hmm. sorry. It didn't make Stray a good game, and it doesn't make FF8 a good game either, right? <laughs> so we find out the commander has made the inn their home base, but the guards are skeptical of Zell's incredibly unconvincing statement that they have info on LNA. They suggest you find the captain and tell him this yourself. There are a few ways to resolve this mini-quest. A guard at the dock will say the captain was just there and caught a big fish and went to find a place to cook it. In the center of town, smoke is billowing out of one of the houses. Zells. The captain came in, cooked a fish, and left. You know, this is why we have a, uh, we have an amendment about this. <laughs> so people can't just fish, come in, use your stove, and leave. God, I, I, I miss those memes. Those <laughs> memes were so good. <laughs> there is a dog at the docks. Should you talk to it, it will run to the train station following the smell of fish. At the station, two guards are lying sick from the fish they ate. Turns out you cannot eat starfish, no matter what Denji tells you. The dog will run into the train car and chase out Raijin. And then you can head back to the hotel to confront him. If you want to screw this quest up, you can pay for a hint from a guy, which will grant you no seat points. <laughs> Um, I just like, so that this was annoying because, uh, you, you can't go behind the car to find the guy unless you like follow all the steps. So I was like, I know he's there. I fucking know he's there. Why do I need this dog? Or like, why do I need to talk to the right people? I just want to go behind this car to find the sleeping guy. Uh, I was, I was, uh, really, really grumpy that I couldn't just mainline to the captain. Um, yeah. the other thing is that like, God, Galbadian army is so weird, right? Because as we're about to talk about, there's people like Raijin and Fujin who are still around, but then also like they are extremely just all the way into occupying thug mode. So, okay, they cut off the town's food supply, make the citizens deliver all food directly to the army, break the arms of citizens if they don't cooperate quickly enough, and threaten the town with annihilation via Idea if there's any resistance at all. Like, just extreme villain but because it's balam it's you know it doesn't it doesn't necessarily feel like this extremely oppressive occupying force until you like really talk to some folks mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we will then if you follow him see raijin get kicked out of the front doors of the hotel saying the commander is pissed at him and you know tossed him on his ass however he recognizes all of you and starts a boss fight uh, so, uh, Raijin is flanked by two G-soldiers who go down extremely easily. 
Phrygen himself will bash you with a staff, uh, though he is easily nerfed if you have Junction Blind to your status Junction attack. You can steal a Strength Up item from him if you want. You probably don't need it, but you can have it. Uh, after winning, mm -hmm. Raijin runs into the hotel where Fujin is waiting to start a second battle. Public service announcement, you definitely want to draw the Guardian Force Pandemona from Fujin. You will be very sad if you don't. Pandemona is a great Guardian Force for junctions, for oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In this two-on-one fight, you have Raijin, who now has a new attack called Raijin Special, which deals pretty solid damage, now aided by Fujin, who can cast Arrow and Tornado up until you... <laughs> Once you draw Pandemona off of her, though, she stops being able to cast the powerful air spells, which is rude, but also makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um Fujin does have one nasty surprise attack called Psy, which reduces a character's HP to one. She really doesn't use it very often. If you're not careful, though, they can rush you down. It's best to beat one and then focus on the other. Uh, funnily enough, blinding Raijin here is a bad idea because then he will actually spam Raijin special because he knows that his regular attacks won't land, uh, and Raijin special is not affected by darkness. Uh, one of the guaranteed drops from this fight is a copy of Combat King 2. The drawing the GF off of Fujin and cutting her attacks has made me realize that I don't know if any Squaresoft game has gone in as hard as the enemies can use mechanics against you as much as the Kingdom Hearts series. <laughs> mm. Mm. There's mm -hmm. a specific optional boss fight that I'm thinking of right now where because all of your attacks that you can set up in that game are a deck... One of the bosses can literally knock them out of you, and you have to collect the cards and reorder them mid-fight to use them. It's great. Yeah. Put a anyway. pin in that, Sybil, for later. Mm -hmm. um, what? <laughs> You'll see. You'll see at the okay. end of the game. Anyway. You'll see. Uh, you'll see. Um, yeah, Pandemona is your first speed-focused Guardian Force. It has the speed junction skill, the speed plus 20%, the speed plus 40%, like the shit that really breaks the game, especially if you're stacking them, because then all of a sudden you're just acting so fast, you probably don't even need haste anymore. Yeah. Uh, my first speed focused GF just had an Adderall prescription. She was great. <laughs> uh, did she share? Of course. Oh. Good, good. Uh, Mine was in eighth grade, and we won't go into that story. <laughs> oh, no. That can't be good. Real dark, but she was real thin in ways that I didn't know I envied until much later. <laughs> Word. Mm, uh, dark. Mm, word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But after the fight, Squall tells Raijin and Fujin to back down, and they're like, nah, we still support Cypher. He's still our bro. Like, He's got a lot of followers, but they're just following him because they're afraid of Idea. But like, we're we're his only rider dies, so like we're we're hanging in with him. And Zell's like, "Well, can you tell him to just fucking stop?" <laughs> and he's they're like, "Yeah, sure, we can try." Um, but we're still going to support him. And then Squall tells them like, "Hey, all right, so I mean." Does that mean you're cutting all ties with Garden? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, you know, that means we're just going to fucking kill you next time. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> but then Squall just lets them leave and, you know, has a little musing to him out loud that says, oh, yeah, the, like the forces that divide people are just mere circumstance. And that they've been raised to sort of expect that friends can often become foes. So 
Oh, well, I guess that's just the life of a mercenary. <laughs> but nevertheless, uh, Squall's like kind of moved by their loyalty to Cypher, even mm-hmm. though he sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's just so fun. Like, because the people in charge of this occupation were all like teenagers who don't care that much. The occupation just like ends. It's very cute. Well, it's so weird because you have the whole garden leaves. Like the right. whole garden was there with the whole army, and then you run into them later, and it's like, why didn't you? Yeah. Why did you? Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because once once you leave, this whole this whole thing's over, and the occupation's done. Yeah. I I have so much to say, and I am so sorry, but I have so much to say. The first thing is before I forget, uh, because I couldn't find this spot in my personal notes uh i forgot to respond when we were talking about the guns on zell's wall i wrote why the fuck does zell have so many guns on his wall it's like if Chekhov was one of the directors of crank so that's number one number two uh <laughs> really love all of the details uh in the dinked family office dining room um <laughs> uh Sybil's brought out her keyblade uh so That's not a joke. <laughs> uh, no, that is not a joke. Sybil actually did just uh, show us her keyblade. Uh, so haven't also, mounted yeah. it yet, but you know. So uh, the, the all of the the, the Dinked family dining room is the most cluttered ass dining room in the entire goddamn world. So we have uh, uh, boating oars uh, above mm-hmm. the clothes hangers. We have an acoustic guitar leaning against a bookshelf. We have a litter box uh, next to what looks like an arcade cabinet. Great, super great. Okay, so Raijin and Fujin. Point number one. Uh, I actually got through this fight by the skin of my teeth. Only Renoa was left. The Angelo strike limit break is what I kept limit breaking, but I had forgotten to unjunction Thunder from her attack. So oh no! uh, all of my auto counters healed him. And ah. so a self-curaga at the just at the right time is what saved me. So, okay. Glad I got through that. Now, Raijin and Fujin, as characters, they deserve better. They're not bad people, uh, but the guy that they're loyal to does not fucking deserve their loyalty. He's a chump, and he does not have their backs like they have his back. Uh, I am uh, very sad for Raijin and Fujin. However, I have a theory, and that is, through the characters of Raijin and Fujin, Final Fantasy VIII posits that there can be a dark side to the power of friendship. If your best friend happens to become the cabin boy of an evil dictator, which the power of friendship, not actually good. Okay. Rant over. I, I wish that were a real thing. Uh, I know. I know. It's not. It's not. And they like, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. But it, it really is like, the funny thing is that Squall is just such a centrist on this. He's just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess sometimes you are best friends with a Nazi who wants to eliminate everybody. <laughs> he does sentence them to death. Yes, but then he just lets them go and be like, well, that's just their choice, and I respect yeah. it. Yeah. Look, they gave but... John Wick five minutes. <laughs> uh, no, it, it, it is so funny. And then like the next time you see them, their tune is very different. Yeah, and they're just yet. exhausted. They're just like, God, that fucking guy, that fucking yeah. guy. Can you um, please just beat his ass for us, please? Like, we can't do it. Like, we're not willing to do it. By the way, if you uh, leave and then go back into town, uh, one of the guys outside of the uh, hotel has the Pandemona card. So you can earn that from them. Nice. That's nice, all. Nice. <laughs> Uh, 
So back in the Garden Command Center, Selfie, who had been locked off to rest after God knows what she got into at the Garden Concert, arrives and asks to visit Trabia Garden on the snowy continent directly north of Alam. Both on the map and on the inside, the garden is completely wrecked. Selfie climbs the fence and finds there is an enclave of survivors trying to make do with their situation. You first find her talking to one of her old friends, the president, who is going to ask you to... Wait, no, wrong enclave. <laughs> you have a dialogue choice on whether to say if Selfie has been helpful or not, and if you elect to be nice, Selfie claps back with, Squall? Yeah. Sensitive? It's who so are you? good. It's so good. <laughs> uh, her sarcasm's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's not like you at all. <laughs> He's not normally like this. This friend has Selfie's card, but at this point in the game, the random rule is everywhere in addition to plus and same, often with closed. So unless you want to manipulate rules with the queen of cards, good luck. What the fuck did any of that sentence mean? Don't tell me. (laughs) We won't. Okay, so (laughs) it just means that you get like turbo fucked at the Mm -hmm. end of like in the middle of games and there's no way to recover. Is this a bad time to tell you that the save editor I use actually lets you just change all the rules? Like, oh, I just turned them all I, I on at one point because I thought, why not? That's good, right? No, it's terrible. Mm. That That's that's looter base rules. That's awful. Okay, Ugh. well, remind me to do a card match before we next record, just to see how bad that is. Oh, God. After this, Selfie will run off ahead to talk to other people, and we can run around this ruined, shittier future dome from Chrono Trigger. There's some missable scenes here, like the one of Selfie checking out the makeshift graveyard, but eventually she'll tell the party, hey, we got to go meet at the basketball court. Yeah, there's like a scene in the computer room with the engineers where you can see her like old school profile. Uh, she talks to some kids. Uh, the The most fucked up thing in this game, the most like darkly hilarious thing is in the graveyard. Because, yeah, OK, good. <laughs> because I, I don't know if it's there unless you have move find on. But uh, there's a zombie draw point in there. <laughs> oh, that's not the most. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's, that's fucked up. <laughs> that's very good. That's very fucked up. Uh, oh, I was, I was going to point out the fact that this screen has a devastated forest, a graveyard, and a fucking AR-15 just leaning on a rock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the most notable thing of the graveyard is, yeah, the, the rifle. Yeah. <laughs> I do really like that the people that you talk to here all love selfies like plucky spirit because it seems like people uh, in Balam Garden really just like didn't appreciate selfies uh, simple zest for life despite being like the saddest and most traumatized of all of the uh, of all the members of our party. Uh, She's just like, you know, very, very plucky. And then you go to Trabia Garden, which is fucking devastated. Like this is a a whole ass destroyed ass garden. And they're all like, oh, yeah, I miss selfie she was so good she was so good yeah and like you you really feel like the gratitude especially for a friend of like hey thanks for bringing her back here like we really needed that Mm -hmm. i think my favorite part of this is that part of what squall takes away is oh gardens bleed we can kill them yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh okay so one of the npcs here is a guy who's dozing off and this other member is trying to get him to wake up to do his patrol because they like do patrol um, rotations. And he's dreaming about fighting the Tonberry King. <laughs> That's your hit. Oh, and th- there's one other extra thing that I will mention later that makes sense why he would be talking about the Tonberry King. 
but yeah, it's very funny because like the first time we talked to him, he's just like snore, draw failed, fuck. <laughs> um, so, oh, here we we're, here we go. We're at it. We're at it, y'all. Hoop dreams. So okay, uh, <laughs> finally we have come to the most infamous scene in the entire game. The party waits for Selfie, each lost in their own thoughts about the situation. Quistus wonders if Idea just wanted to use Alone to go back to the past. Zell wonders why the sorceress just showed up out of nowhere. Renoa is lost in thought on her relationship with the rest of the party. Irvine is still trying to find a way uh, to fuck Selfie and also make uh, her fall in love with him, uh, maybe, hopefully at the same time. Selfie arrives with a basketball in hand and uh, says in her classic Genki style that she will get revenge on Idea for destroying her home. Uh, Renoa at this point steps up and is like, hey, uh, I know that we're sitting in the crater of a war crime, but uh, do we have to fight? Um, which then, <laughs> like, I just, okay, yeah. Uh, mm, the ne- it, I'm not supposed to read the next part, but I just, I have just so go many it. thoughts and feelings. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah, just go for it. It's just fine. Right. Whatever. Cool. Yeah. Squall gets caught up in his thoughts about like, yeah, that'd be great, but no one actually tries to think it out. And, and he's totally silent and he turns to face Renoa and thinks, you know, I'm trained to fight. What do you want from me? And then fucking Renoa is like, hey, uh, she's talking to him like he's a child. She's like, hey, uh, you have to voice your feelings, actually, or else I won't understand. She's just like straight up talking to him like a fucking kid. I, I just I like to imagine that when Squall is looking at Renoa, he's making the uh, the doe eyed uh, emoji that people <laughs> <laughs> the bottom emoji, yeah. <laughs> basically, <laughs> the I don't speak bottom emoji, because mm-hmm. um, that just makes this very funny. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like Renoa, like to her credit, like sees sees him uh, giving, just looking at her and not saying anything, and just like, hey, like I can't, I'm not in your head. You need to like say shit out loud so I understand. And uh, he does. He says like you you were a resistance member who like fought people and shit, right? Like why why are you being such a wuss? And Renoa says that she just all of a sudden got scared to fight in part because the rest of the party tends to leave her behind because they're trained soldiers. <laughs> and so they get all amped up and she well, doesn't feel like she can hang. It's, it's, it's that. And it's also, she just, she says, you know, I don't want to fight anymore because I'm scared of losing people. And it's like, too, yeah, you, you know, it's, this is the, it's, it is, it is the poor little rich girl thing again. It is, yeah. she was shielded from a lot of the consequences of her yeah. actions for so long that now she's being faced with the fact that her actions really do have consequences and she kind of wants to chicken out. Yeah. But it's also one of the reasons why Renault is so obnoxious. It's like, what do we have to fight? Like, fucking look where we're standing. Yeah. <laughs> like, look at what there, there's probably hundreds of people in that graveyard that they just mm-hmm. didn't have time to render. And it's like, mm-hmm. you'd be like, can we just like talk it out real nice? It's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Irvine steps in here though, and says that he understands her fears about her friends dying right in front of her. Like actually Irvine showing any type of emotional intelligence. Good for him. Yes. Uh, yes. Here he then starts, he then starts, telling a little backstory as he picks up a basketball and shoots it and completely misses. It's hilarious uh, because that basketball has to be flat as fuck. Oh my God. Yeah. 
And he said, uh, yeah, you know, back when I was like around four or so, I was living in an orphanage. And then we go into a flashback. So T and Irvine is standing in a stone house and he says he really liked this girl who was there. A little girl named Record Scratch. Selfie? <laughs> also, Quista, Zell, Cypher, and Squall were there because, you know, we can't just, we have to pile everything on. <laughs> Everybody starts remembering bits and pieces, and they were all exactly the same people as children as they are now. Irvine liked Selfie, Cypher bullied Zell, Squall kept to himself but would stand up to Cypher, Quistus would intervene being a year older, and on top of it all, the woman, Matron, who ran the place was none other than Idea. Dun-dun-dun. Mm-hmm. So Squall walks into the memory, and we can walk around a few rooms and talk to Kid Squall, who is completely absorbed with a sister complex and becoming strong for her. Turns out that sister was Elone, and Squall was real attached to her. She was at the orphanage, too, and left at some point. He thinks to himself that he didn't turn out okay at all, and it turns out that, yes, when you have a sister complex and amnesia, this goes so wrong. Do you know how many different porno VNs there are about that exact thing? <laughs> I, I was, if you didn't mention it, I was going to be like, oh no, Squall's a syscon, but not like that, but kind of like that. <laughs> Definitely like that. God, yeah, I didn't turn out okay at all is just the biggest understatement of the world, and uh, it is funny. I but also, it. honestly, my heart broke. Like, uh, and yeah. then at the, you know, at the scene of him just like you know crying for his sister in his height beast ass clothes. I just, I was very <laughs> sad for him. <laughs> it's it is really sad. And the funny thing is, like, you talk to the little image of the kid, and then the kid blips away. Mm-hmm. And then you leave, and then you can walk back, and you can do it again. <laughs> so if you just want to reach, you can just keep talking to the same kid over and over and again over, in those three rooms. It's, <laughs> It's really bizarre. It's so funny, though, that they didn't like it's the way they didn't animate the character leaving is so upsetting to me for some reason. It just kind of goes, especially because the animation in this game is so fucking detailed at every other moment. (laughs) Yeah, it's very jarring. Yeah. So Zell will remember, oh, yeah, I'm adopted, too, despite having a house and a family here. (laughs) <laughs> My notes on this are so funny. So, uh, note number one. Wait, Zell has a mom. Why is he here? Uh, 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 note number two. Oh my god, Zell was such a little tattletale square-ass snitch of a kid. And then note number three. Oh shit, he was adopted! <laughs> <sighs> oh, and the thing is, Quistus was also adopted, and she says, like, yeah, it just didn't work out in my old, old home, so I just moved into garden younger Rough. than everyone else. Rough. Which is which is dark, but they don't like they don't really like dwell on it. So dark. Especially because Quistus is okay, Quistus is fucked up. We know Quistus is fucked up, but also Quistus yeah. is an overachiever. Like mm-hmm. she she would be like an honor student type kid. And that I just... was an honor student too. I didn't <laughs> seduce a minor. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Jesus. Uh but anyway, yeah, they just kind of went, oh, it didn't work in my home, you know, at, at the home they placed me in. And and they mentioned that, yeah, by the way, uh, these are all war orphans from the Sorceress War. Like, that's mm-hmm. why they're here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Quistus, she realizes her crush on Squall is actually a confusion over her desire to replace Alone as Squall's sis. 
Oh no, step-sibling. It turns out I'm actually protecting you in this dryer. (laughs) (laughs) Help, I'm stuck protecting you. Uh, she she does admit though as soon as Renoa came in she just kind of gave up on her crush she's just like yeah I'm not gonna be in with that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like I, I could respect oh, she I I can kind of you don't that. have a to bit, hand it to Quistus <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to but I will uh um it uh, yeah it 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 like it both explains it a little bit and also makes it like eight times more fucked up if you think about it uh too hard like her 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 crush it it's wild so mm. uh despite all of this the seeds do not remember any of it uh however irvine recognized them all the moment they met but he didn't say anything because he realized that they forgot uh which honestly makes some of his like wounded loner shtick a little bit more forgivable because he was like he thought that he was reuniting with his old friends because he didn't like junction gfs until very 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 recently but then they were all like who the fuck is this and he's like oh god i'm always gonna be alone a lonely sniper um but then, like, he's, then he then he hits on Renoa. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's still so how you doing? Well, that's the only one he doesn't have uh, any kind of weird lingering crap with. Right, right. And so they all realize collectively that it is the Guardian Force's fault, and that Irvine's memory is better because it was recent. Um, and then everyone was like, "Hey, but what about Selfie, the transfer student?" And uh, it turns out that. As a kid, she found a guardian force in the wild and junctioned it for a bit. And so she also forgets some shit. Plot hole filled. (laughs) Well, the thing is, there are fan theories about this. The one that I feel like is the most convincing is that uh, one of the Timber Maniacs entries that she puts in her diary is for the Centra ruins. And it says that they went on a field trip there. So at some point, Selfie, while at Trabia Garden, went to Central Ruins, where the Tonberry King is, where there's wild creatures around. She said she found it in a in a dead other creature. You know, you have to kill a bunch of Tonberries for it to show up. Yeah. And and on top of that, you had the guy who was dreaming about the Tonberry King in Trabia Garden. Yeah. Like that, so like people have tried to like guess based on, you know, the initial compatibility levels between different characters like oh yeah selfie has a high like base compatibility with this you know cactuar or whatever but it like it doesn't really make sense because if you actually look at the numbers the one where it's she's the highest and it's actually the highest initial affinity that isn't with Adea for whatever reason is um is fucking cerberus <laughs> which doesn't mm. make any any story sense it mm. just i don't know why they pick those numbers but yeah it's like 740 it's like the it's super super high yeah. But yeah, I think the the fan theory that I like the best is that it is um it's Tonberry King. Mm. That yeah, I I I I like that too. Uh that that's cute and good. Um so <sighs> I we're folks, we are on a recording time limit here, but I there are so many thoughts that I have to get out and I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh so like 
All right. Despite their just-recalled lingering feelings for Matron, the crew decides they do still need to fight because Edea is a, Edea is a world threat, even if it means losing their memories from the Guardian forces. This is extremely, like, child soldier anime 101 of, like, mm-hmm. even though we now recognize that the super weapons actually destroy us and cause us, like, irreparable damage— we need to be powerful enough to fight, and so we have to keep using them. Uh, and so, but before the fight, though, they they do want to go back to the orphanage and see it for themselves. So, okay, uh, first of all, they should all start tattooing their diaries on their bodies like it's memento. <laughs> Second uh, of all, I'm um, such a klutz. <laughs> Second of all, this is okay. So. The stated goal of the creators of the Final Fantasy VIII story is that they wanted the theme of darkness within light so that the world was presented as like a light place, but that there's tremendous darkness inside it because they didn't want to make it as grim dark as Final Fantasy VII. But what that means often is that the tone is just kind of confused because what mm-hmm. happens is they don't want to have enough runway to set up these reveals and so then these reveals there is some runway like in side quests in inside content that you can find that suggests all of this stuff but it's never in the main plot and then when it's just dumped on us it's very matter of fact and it's like wait what the f- how do we what 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 am i reconciling with here this is weird the second issue here is that because we do not have more concrete cosmology for what the GFs actually are, besides just extra powerful personifications of natural forces, a lot of these plot revelations and thematic weight, uh, they it, it comes out of nowhere. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. wow, the, mm-hmm. everything is because of Guardian forces. We're one-upping Final Fantasy VII. It's not just one guy that has amnesia. It's all the guys that have amnesia. And it makes the game feel like there's a hole in it. Not like a plot hole, but just like a like a like a feeling hole. It's like, oh, wow, okay, all of these revelations hitting me hard, but are they hitting me hard, or are they just kind of like, <laughs> eh? Yeah. yeah, it, I, it, this was, yeah. Okay. Sorry, one, one last thing. And I've, and I've said this before, but like the one theme that really does work for me here are weapons of war making young people lose their connection to one another as a side effect. That does land for me. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean... The thing is, there's a lot that they could have done to make this better, to foreshadow this, right? Like, so I mentioned this a few episodes back. Why didn't Irvine say when he was freaking out about taking the shot that he said, that's Matron. I can't just shoot her. Yeah. Yeah. That's my stuff. That would have been, yeah, that would have been an amazing little bit of like, what the hell does that mean? And it would have been it would have teased a whole bunch of things that now just seems like bullshit, like Irvine just being like, yeah, I never had a GF before. Oh, mm-hmm. selfie just happened to have one. Oh, that's whatever. And like, it's one of those things that when you talk about fucking up someone's memories, the more you think about it, the less it makes sense. So like, so all these kids were living together in school as children mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. they left the orphanage in Ballum Garden. Don't the other students know who they are? Don't the faculty know who they are? Won't doesn't Sid just say y'all have been such good friends for so long? Like like Sid doesn't even give up the you know give up the game either. Like, well, this 
you know, mm. this this reveals Sid to be the ultimate demon yeah. that he is, right? Yeah. Because yeah. because the whole matron is a dea thing means that Sid was also the director of the orphanage and therefore groomed all of his foster children to then be child soldiers to ultimately yeah. murder their mom surrogate and yeah. doesn't tell anyone that ever. And he's sad about it, but it's still deeply, deeply wrong. <laughs> Yeah, and also it makes you wonder, well, what's up with Adea? Because she was like, what's the meaning of garden? Like, shouldn't you know you founded the fucking thing? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> what's going on here? Uh, like, yeah, it, when I first played this game, though, it, it didn't, none of this bothered me at all. Uh, yeah, no, it hit me I don't hard know why. when I first played this. When I, it was like the first time I got the trope of, they were all childhood friends. They all knew each other and they were exactly the same. Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. I, but yeah, it just doesn't, I, I think it gets too much of a bad rap because it like, people just think like, this is the thing people remember final fantasy eight for is mm-hmm. the amnesia twist. And I, I think it's dumb. I don't think it's well handled. And like, if you wanted to do something about like with a similar plot point, you could have crafted it in a way that had more impact other than surprise. Cause that's all yeah. they really went for here is surprise. They knew each other. Surprise, their relationships are exactly the same somehow, but, you know, go figure. I guess they had deeply embedded, like, like some parts of their, like, unconscious that have, like, spilled out. Like, they say, like, Cypher just keeps bullying Squall in the present because he has a sense memory of hating him as a kid or something mm-hmm. like that. If, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, like, it, again, it's just like the this game's story is more connected than a lot of people give it credit for it is not as shotgun blast of a narrative as a lot of folks say uh everything just needs more runway everything just like needs more actual connective tissue it's like the skeleton is there it just it just it just biffs some of the delivery yeah and but like what does this also say about you know, the main point of this story was the romance, right? Like they were trying to foreground this romance. Renoa's not even a part of this. Like she's mm-hmm. just there. Mm-hmm. There's just, it feels like they could have made something more out of what they were trying to say about memory and identity and connections to other people. And then they just kind of don't do that here. But also like to do this in a cut scene like this is just so silly. Well, Sybil, what are, what are your thoughts? This is, I mean, I, you probably knew about this already, but like, no, no this was, <laughs> no. this was new to you. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, what well, what were your thoughts other than this is bullshit? I mean, it probably is bullshit. It is bullshit, but. So is there going to be any other context coming for this or is this just, this is it? This is the twist. Oh, there are more twists. There, 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 there are more reveals layered on top of this. But this is kind of the big. This is the big one, and this is one of the mm-hmm. ones where you kept talking about, like, uh, you know, mommy issues and guessing about, like, you know, oh God, what if Adea has some connection? And that, and this was one of those things that Matt and I were just like, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, just wait. So, uh-huh. yeah, this is yeah, this is no, this I... is a big one. Yeah, no, none of the stuff in uh, Theatrhythm spoiled this for me, so. Um, yeah, this is... Shit sucks, man. <laughs> I can't... It's not even interesting crazy. It's just, hey, 
did you know all of these characters have been mentally stuck in their five-year-old forms for over a decade? And Mm -hmm. they didn't know it? And also, we have so many different ways this screws things up that we have to staple on. Well, actually, Irvine knew, and Selfie accidentally touched a space rock once, so it turns out she has the same thing despite coming from across (laughs) the continent. At the point where you're stapling all of this together, why? And the the thing that makes this extra, extra dumb is that, like, you don't see evidence of memory loss in any other seed or any other seed student at all. There's no mention of it. There's no talk. There's no been like, hey, remember there was that test next week? Oh, shit, I forgot. I don't know. I just came back from training and my my mind's a little fuzzy. Like there, there isn't any sense that this is happening in the world at all. And, you know, other than just a couple of notes being like, hey, some people are saying it fucks with your memory. You know, you would think, like, like you said, like you, you would think you would run into a seed that like basically is the equivalent of, you know, of a homeless veteran because his memory is so fucked. Right. But, and they're just you don't see stuff like that. You don't see the evidence that this is a thing or that this is a, you know, and that's why I kind of liked the headcanon too of LNA repairing people's memories when they mm-hmm. when they're in the garden because then no one would notice until you've been out there on a mission for months maybe years at a time and then all of a sudden the effects start to w- start to come in because as far as we know as far as we've seen squall's been using a gf for like two weeks mm-hmm. i don't know like when when was his test he, he hasn't had a birthday yet <laughs> you know well, like i, I yeah, yeah. i mean i mean i know i i know about uh squall's gf use but like um (laughs) but we won't know that until much much later um it's does that count (laughs) okay fuck yeah it counts (laughs) fuck i okay 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 but but that's only him rather than let this rather than let this go into things that i can't talk about I'm just going to say the most damning thing I can about this entire twist, which mm-hmm. is that this event makes Final Fantasy Type Zero seem coherent. <laughs> because that is a game where being yeah, yeah. a child soldier, uh, if you are connected to one of the Falsi, they make sure so that everyone can keep functioning. If someone dies, they just instantly get wiped from the memory of everyone who was who is another soldier. So mm. people have to wear dog tags and they have to retrieve these and send them back mm-hmm. home. So they remember to make graves for the now anonymous corpses on every battlefield. Mm. That is a rock hard fucking detail about Mm -hmm. war and child soldiers and how you would still function in something like that. And that one thing that you learn in the opening mission of that game is so much better than all of this that you (laughs) have just spread out to me. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're right. There's also this issue where like, the entire world has a kind of amnesia because lo- because of the sorcerer's war and like long term communication or sorry long distance communication being busted. Like people just don't know what's going on in the world, and that 
could be used to great effect to further this this feeling of like collective memory loss that these characters and also the world has but it just isn't it just it just does feel like the world is glued together and that you know one continent doesn't mm. know what the fuck the other continent's doing that like again in theory that's amazing in theory and that, also yeah why when all of these fucking things can fly do people not keep in touch <laughs> they didn't know they could fly that was a secret they just reason. all found out in a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Is like as soon as like uh, Balam Garden starts flying, then all of a sudden Calvadia Garden can fly. And they just kind of like gloss over that detail. Was Norg using GFs? Because <laughs> he had the switch. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Norg was yeah. eating GFs. <laughs> oh, Christ. oh God! I mean, he did have uh, Leviathan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this no, is so fucking stupid. It's the thing is, it's stupid, and I don't think it's even used well going forward, right? <sighs> like, I do you think that it's like now that we have rediscovered our relationship to each other, do we care? Do the party members care more about each other? Not See, really? like, that's where I that's where I differ. That's where I disagree. Replaying this game has uh, uh, made me realize that there is a lot of subtle character work. It's like, yes, Squall and Renoa get by far the most like detailed uh, character development. But like, uh, yeah, I, I, do, I do believe they care about each other. And I do and I do believe in all of them as characters at this no, point. Do, do they well. do they do you think they do so more because of this? Oh. Test? That's the yeah, probably not. Probably yeah. not. That's the thing. Like, it doesn't feel like, you know, there's anything they like draw away from it. I mean, I guess the only person who does change is Quistus, who goes, I guess I don't want to fuck my surrogate bro- younger brother anymore. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but I bet she's still going to keep trying to hit on him going forward. <laughs> I don't remember. No, she doesn't. Truly. I don't think she does. Oh, think- well, congr- okay, I guess there's going to actually be one bit of character development yeah. that comes out of we're the same people for 12 years. Just imagine being Irvine in this situation, though, and just the fact that Irvine said fucking nothing yeah. for so long and yeah. just didn't didn't slip one time or, you know, this God, feels you know how like, tempting oh. yeah, like imagine how tempted Irvine would be just to slip one thing he knows about selfie Mm-hmm. Just as in in, in the uh, in the come odds, just to know just enough to try to hook her, but that kind of gives away the game. Like you think you would, right? This feels like the hole at the heart of this plot that is constantly falling apart. Like somebody really wanted this reveal, this twist, this yeah. whatever. This is core to the story, but the problem is. This seems like a cancerous growth that the more we examine it, the more we poke at it, the more we prod at it, the bigger the issue is going to be because this makes everything nonsensical. It really does kind of break reality, which is funny because this game really likes to break reality on purpose. (laughs) This and is, I don't think yeah. this was meant to be a broken reality moment. <laughs> no, but it is why I am still on my sicko shit and still love this game because of the ways that Final Fantasy VIII continues to break reality. I, I, like, this doesn't work. Totally agree with you. 
mm-hmm. I, I know I'm not being a very good critic by saying, but I yeah. still love it. But I still fucking love it. I do. I do. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't help it. It's just, like it just. There's something about it's just like gonzo energy and the way it presents shit matter of factly that should not ever be presented matter of factly that I have mm-hmm. a tremendous amount of affection for. And it's not a like I love it because it's bad situation, but it is a I love it because it continues to break situation. You know, what? The, the thing is, like, my my whole thing with this game is like I I still love it. But I always I have that. But I could fix her. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Feeling yes. in it, it's like there's there there's more that this could have been done better, or it could have been done right, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And they just they didn't fucking do it here. But there's potential to like, like I don't want to like if you you rewrite this game, I don't think you can toss this because it's just too right. central to so much of the game. But you'd have to make it thematically more important and and more and- internally consistent. And rebuild a lot of the plot of the first half of the game around this reveal, which is not what they did. Yeah, exactly. Because there's just nothing in any of their interactions, you know, there's there's no hint that even under under the, you know, under the surface that, hey, I recognize this girl who just showed up in the middle of this mission. She looks vaguely familiar. What's up with that? Right. Even even things like that, which if you added just those little bits here and there, this doesn't slap you right in the face so hard. Yeah. This has straight up broken any kind of predictions I could make about this game, because clearly nobody who had power cared about coherence. Mm -hmm. We are Mm -hmm. at the point where literally anything could happen. And you wonder why people think Squall is dead is a thing. Right, right, right. Yeah, that makes makes a lot. I thought it was just an extreme shitpost before now, but no, it turns out suddenly orphanage that meant nothing but also is key to all of us but also meant nothing makes a lot of sense as a jacob's ladder death dream yes mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's uh it, it, it's it's the very much the humans wanting to make, you know people like to make meaning or like try to like there needs to be a reason why this exists and the reason was they wanted the twist not that the airships look like angels if you don't fight squall <laughs> oh boy yeah god, it, i can't it, wait to get to the ragnarok oh my god i yeah there I are so the many ragnarok. other things where it's like oh my god like we have such sights to show you <laughs> we, really we really do also not since i'm about to record the pop punk show angels and airships is that a thing <laughs> it, sh- it should be it should be yeah oh god have you gotten oh, to Lord. esthar yet i know you said you got to the salt lake <sighs> i it's been dip at most. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Cause uh, yeah. Cause that, that's where it's like, holy fuck. What's going on with it? Like it's even, the world is even weirder than you thought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, we could probably talk about how much this sucks or just other ways in which this breaks continuity and other shit for a while. We'll probably just keep coming back to it as the game goes on and being like, that wouldn't make sense. Yeah, whatever. I'm sure I'm going to continue to question things with, wait, what about? Yeah. Because Uh I don't have the benefit of hindsight on this. I'm coming to this fresh and going, what 
did you do? And I'm, <laughs> I'm so happy that you're coming yeah. in this fresh. Like, just oh, yeah. so, so good. Just, it, it makes it, yeah, because if it were just Matt and I, or just Matt, Chris and I, where Chris knows what this game is about and also hates it as much as you do, Sybil, like, it, it, it would have been a very very different show but like having yeah. fresh eyes on this is extremely valuable i might continue to dig my heels in and just be like nope i love every single bit of this and i will be a bad critic and i and i just <laughs> i just have to i just have to make peace with that but the, it's the, the funny thing about this game with a fresh person who's fresh is just thinking like after every single little hill we crest, after every episode of this, I was like, oh, I can't wait till you get to this. Oh, I can't wait to get to this. Like, yeah. I, I can't wait. Simple, I can't wait till you get to the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Brian, you know what I'm talking about. I do. Oh, yeah, the movie. The movie. Don't worry about it. You'll, you'll mm-hmm. see it. You'll know mm-hmm. it when you see it. Mm-hmm. And you'll be mm-hmm. like, that's what that meant? <laughs> can't wait till we get to the letter K. Uh, I mean, also. I mean, the <laughs> I made a dingy joke earlier. Is this going to be a Sayonara Airy situation? I I, d- I don't have reference for that one. Okay. Okay. I'm actually I, surprised neither of you have read that. It's fucking touching. Yeah, but it's uh, this game's a lot. This game's a lot. This game is a lot. Anyway, we'll move on from here. So yeah, Renoa hangs back for a little bit and uh, just says, "Well, I guess we're fighting that that you know." That solves that problem. And Squall, uh, she tells Squall that like his friends are fearless. They just charge in. They're like, yeah, who cares about my fucking memory? Let's just go do this thing. Squall thinks to himself that they cope with the fear of loss by just taking action and not dwelling on it. Like, you just don't think about it. You just, you know, you go and you do your job. And he just says out loud to Renoa that uh, he wishes they didn't have to fight either. So we decide to go check out the orphanage. That is our next waypoint, and it is on a peninsula in the southernmost part of Centra. And uh, there's a lighthouse there, so it's a little easy to find uh, when you're just uh, flying around. And when you get there, you don't actually enter the area this time. You just get to hang out on the world map, and you get a little text box where Squall's like, "Yep, this is uh, certainly run down, but it looks really familiar. I guess this is the place." But if you turn around, you'll notice that Galbadia Garden is just sitting there in a forest a little ways away, just ready to attack. And that's where we're going to wrap it for today. Yeah. Um, I feel like we have kind of already shared our closing thoughts here. I know. That's the funny thing. We have, we have, we've always had this like wrote like, so what are our closing thoughts on this? Like on the end of every episode, like we're every time for this season, we've just been like, we did it. We already did it. Yeah. <laughs> we did we all of it. Did it. We did it. I will say that, like, even as the person who's highest on this game uh, right now at the moment, um, the side quests are garb. Some of them have, like, really fun, like, revealing world details. But again, when the world doesn't make sense, that means a little less. But, like, uh, the the actual, like, the physical tasks of of the side quests in this game are just hot garb, except for Triple Triad. And there's so many ways to make Triple Triad also feel like shit. Uh, Mm -hmm. if you're not careful. So that I, I, I will admit that at the very least. Final thoughts, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Sybil just left the call. Sybil just left the call. Uh, You can find her work. (laughs) You can find her work at uh, hellscaper.com.net. Yep. I don't. Okay. 
Hell yeah. You can find Zibble's work at hellscaper.com. <laughs> um uh, go go listen to uh get out of this go get uh gotta get out of this town, which is the pop punk podcast that she just left to go record. So yep. it's good. You should listen to it. It's funny. You should. It's yeah, it's very good. Uh you can listen to uh Icons and Icons, which is a podcast that I do with Chris Taylor on the Pitch Drop Network for a dollar a month at pitchdrop.cash. It is about Final Fantasy 14, the massively multiplayer, the critically acclaimed massively multiplayer online uh-huh. game. Uh we are currently in the uh, award-winning Heavensward expansion, which is currently free. Uh it has been fun. Uh, the colonialism is getting more colonial. The um, fantasy French people are getting more fantasy French. Um, the dragons are still dragons. It's, it's a good time. Nice. Uh, you can listen to Boku No Stop, our anime watch-along podcasts. There's a free version where we, we've wrapped up the Woman Called Fujiko Mine series, and uh, we're recording episodes on the uh, trio of movies that are tied to it right now. And then after that, I'm not sure what we're doing next, but uh, Garrett's going to be picking that one. So I think it was either like Gridman or anyway, we'll update you once we uh, figure that out. I'll probably might drop it in and editing just for fun. Uh, the magic of editing. <laughs> Editor Matt here confirming that we are going to be watching Code Geass season one. Or you can check out our premium version where we're wrapping up death note and then we're probably going to do something else uh that one's also up in the air we're like kind of ending both seasons around the same time uh Mm. so that should be interesting i've yet to finish death note i have three episodes left i'm waiting to just lose my fucking mind uh how Uh how dumb it is (laughs) yeah yeah, there's there there there's so much there (laughs) yep yep I also cool. occasionally write Yuri manga reviews at Akazu. So check those out. Hell yeah. That's all until next time where we will be talking about the Battle of the Gardens and the end of disc two. See ya. Yay. Bye. Suck my dick from the back, eat my butt as a fucking snack. Suck my dick from the back, eat my butt as a fucking snack. Suck my dick from the back, eat my butt as a fucking snack. Suck my dick from the back, eat my butt as a fucking snack. Suck my dick from the back, eat my butt as a fucking snack. Suck my dick from the back, eat my butt as a fucking snack.